Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right. Welcome to the Sebe cast number eight with a cold one. A cold one. Uh, Would you introduce yourself, please? Hello, everyone. My name is A Cold One. I stream on Twitch.television, and I'm commonly known for someone that does higher-end PVM content, typically Solo Theater of Blood. And recently, I've been working on Hardcore Iron Man that can solo Theater of Blood. Okay. Nice to meet you all. I like it. Another short and sweet one. Okay, so um, first things first, um, you are like the pioneer of iron man like solo in theater blood you were the first ever iron man correct me if i'm wrong right like you're the first iron man to solo the theater blood before the blood fury and everything yep that's correct and now you're trying to one-up it by going for a hardcore solo theater blood that's never been done before correct yeah that's just because there's nothing else to do in the game right now (laughs) (laughs) okay um so tell me is this so the the hardcore you're working on is this like your first attempt at the hardcore or you, can you go uh, into it a little bit? Like what, like, let me, let me ask this. What inspired it? Uh, I know you just kind of answered it by saying it's the only thing, but uh, what, it, what truly inspired it? And um, also like how, I don't know, just, just go through it a little bit. Technically it's my third attempt at hardcore, but second attempt at getting a hardcore to solo theater of blood. My first one, uh, got killed boosting stamps, and it was a one defense, and it had no intentions to solo. Okay. But uh, it had a little bit of an oopsie and bloat. I won't call out any names, but someone's to blame for it. <laughs> it, it it's also me. I should have just not entered the room, but regardless, the previous one I had, Poultry, uh, was getting fairly close. He was just missing Dragon Warhammer and Kodai Wand for the gear stuff that I wanted. And I was like, well, if I'm going to be grinding raids for a while, I may as well grind Slayer on the side, try to get to Dragon Hunter Lance. And, uh, yeah, my power kind of cut out when I was at Hydra one day. And, yeah, I died. That was a bit unfortunate. Yikes. And now here we are again on a remade account, like, five months later. And now I'm just about four items away from it. But I've got the Kodai this time, so the big boy's done. Okay, so what are you missing? Right now, just Blowpipe, Dragon Warhammer, a Guthan Spear, because I've got the other three pieces, and the Blood Shard. And then that's it. I'm done. 
And okay, so here's the other thing. I was talking to my stream about like you doing a solo theater blood, and people are like, he's not gonna like like you can't do that. But like, do you feel okay? So here's the question because people are like, if you miss one ticket, you're dead. But like, mm -hmm. do you feel like um, I don't know. Okay, I'm, tr I'm trying to word this properly, but people think you have one attempt, but technically i mean you could tell you out if things get rough or something but do you feel like you're only gonna have really one shot at the theater blood or do you think you'll be prepared enough to like get ready to tell if something goes wrong because i know it is a lot of it's just tick based where it's if if you miss the flick like it's over like what do yeah you it, that's kind of true to some extent the ticky part doesn't worry me, me at all i mean you can kind of relate with a lot of stuff that you do after you do it so many times oh, it yeah. becomes second nature where you just do it without thinking and it just becomes force of habit, like the stuff you do at Nightmare. Like, you can just be looking away, you can be reading chat, and then you hear that sound effect go off of the hands coming out of the ground, and you can just glance back and click a tile off. Yep. Because it's just responsory. The tick-eating doesn't worry me. The only thing that really worries me is Nihilicus Room, because that room can go completely tits up if it's not managed properly. So if you miss your Dragon Warhammer... Or wait, oh, you are saying Nilo. I was thinking Zarpus. Mm -hmm. Zarpus is fine, you think? I yeah. guess I guess it is now with the Blood Fury, right? like makes it a little bit yeah i mean if i miss hammers in that room i'll try and fight it out the best i can i might run out of supplies but like you said i can just teleport out if i don't like the situation i just leave okay so the two situations they are like you are able to teleport out of it like you're not worried about the tick eating but if, if things are seriously going wrong you always have that option to just get the hell out of there yeah same for the servers are just like being dodgy or if there's like a really bad situation like if you know about, like, random splats in Zarpus, if you do, like, duo-scaled, you'll see random splats come out at you that go to not a specific player. That happens a lot in solos, and if it happens at the wrong time, then it can mean death, so you have to be ready for that. Okay. So, I, I know all of the, like, ways I can die. I've experienced every single one, like, quite literally every single one, down to being meleeed for 1 HP at Sodatseg. <laughs> so, for those that don't know, how many times have you soloed the Theater of Blood on any account? Um, hang on, I don't know. Second, it's too many to count. Uh, let me just grab the list. Two hundred and sixty-eight. <laughs> Two hundred and sixty-eight solos. Mm -hmm. God damn, dude. And those are what? How long? I'm just. I guess I'm like asking this for like people that really have not ever seen your stream and don't even know really what solo theater blood entails. Like, how long does a solo? take and what do you think your well I, i'm assuming your success rate's a lot higher than it initially was obviously but what do you think of your success rate and how long does a solo usually take uh solo time average is anywhere between an hour to an hour and 10 minutes on average if you're doing it just like you know kind of i, I want to say laid back but as laid back as it can be but if you're speed running it i think the best time we have right now is under 51 minutes but wow. there's a lot of stuff that goes into that but mostly it's just around an hour it would take me to do one Okay. And what do you and think your success rate is? If I'm paying attention the whole time, like, you know, not reading messages and stuff, then it's pretty high. Most of my deaths would usually just happen in Maiden because I gamble a hit. Because you, the way you play that room, you have to get redemption off a bunch of times so you don't dip into Bruise and you use Restore Doses instead. So if her max hits at 18 and I'm on 17 HP, I'm like, there's no way she maxes on this hit. There's no way. And then there I yeah. go. <laughs> okay. Interesting. So, um,. <clears throat> That's so you are like, in my opinion, you are like the solo TOB guy. Like, 
it's crazy because I remember watching your stream before you'd ever completed it on your Iron Man, and it was just this prison that you were just every single day just trying, trying, trying. And to me, that like, God, dude, I don't know how you did that. Like, shout out to Jellies. Who's that? You know the NPC Jellies. Oh, warped warped <laughs> oh, Jellies yeah, for purple sweets. God <laughs> damn it, dude! I forgot. Like, I forgot the amount of times you would just have to go camp Jellies. Yeah, yeah, hit lots counter before I finally uh, got rid of the Iron Man helmet. I it, was proud of that. It, Undisgusted. It really bothered me that uh, you would open your caskets on Entrana. It would actually like, it actually made me weak. Like thinking that of all the third age chances that you had, just gone. <laughs> it's it, zero for me. It bothered me so much. Oh my gosh! But uh, it's all for the sweets. Yeah. Well, so, it's gonna make your stomach rush again because I'm doing it again. <laughs> How many sweets did you go through on your Iron Man until you finally completed it your first time? Do you think? I don't remember. I'm gonna discount the ones that I used in bloat early on when I was like first putting attempts in, like two weeks after Tob release, when I would just jump through them like a bloat if I took damage, and that was disgusting. Oh god! Uh, when I started doing serious attempts, maybe about close to eight hundred, nine hundred, just to get my first clear. It's not that bad, I guess, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn. Okay. Um, the other question, kind of introductory, introductory question is, um, when did you start streaming on Twitch? What made you want to start streaming? And uh, basically, like, your thoughts on streaming, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think my first stream was early 2017, I want to say. No, it was, hold on, when was Inferno released? Because it was around that time. Uh, 2018, right? Uh, mid-2018? No, because TOB came out before that. Oh, that was that was TOB. Yeah, it was mid-2017 then. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's whenever, um, like, a little before the Inferno came out, like, I just went live. So a few people that I was friends with, Rice Cup mainly, uh, was streaming at the time. I kind of got interested. And I'm like, yeah, what the hell? Give it a go. His advice was easy. Just click go live. And then just let it fester into what it is. So it kind of did that, and then when Inferno came out, I started putting in attempts with my absolute rubbish setup of having a Dragon Hunter crossbow at the time. And yeah, that's kind of like where it all got started. You and lesson. I don't know if you ever watched lesson stream. He was the Dragon Hunter crossbow Inferno guy, too. I miss lesson so miss much. I miss so much, man. His burrito mm -hmm. streams. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he, he was a gem in the community. Just gone. Um... So what made you, like, was it just, you know, you just wanted to share your content? Was that was kind of, like, the leading factor into starting streaming? Yeah, because I was, like, decent at raids at the time. I was able to solo, which back then I think was, like, kind of big. Not a lot of people were able to do it. And I was like, what the hell? Just, like, you know, teach people a few things, show people and envy the clan I'm in, like, you know, how to do certain things and just chat. And I kind of liked it, like, as a hobby, because I was working full-time during that time period. And, yeah, it kind of just grew into what it is now. <laughs> That's cool. I'm a fellow streamer as well, and I actually... I I was watching your streams before I ever, like, started streaming. And, uh, I mean, it's a collective thing. It wasn't just one person, but you were definitely part of the influence of just... I would see your stream grow and I'm like, you know what? I mean, 
I mean, really, there's no limit to how many streamers there can be. And uh, you, with a bunch of other like Iron Man at the time, like high level Iron Man, kind of inspired me to start streaming. And You're flattered. Yeah. No. I mean, your stream was like when I first saw your stream, I I was just super into it because. I always love to watch like high level Iron Man that just had like crazy accounts going for crazy shit. And so your stream um, and like a lessons at the time was like really cool because he was a maxed Iron Man as well. Like just you guys are just doing like really crazy things. Not it's kind of like not the norm, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, you were kind of a little bit of a motivation for me to start streaming. So appreciate that. I'm happy for it. Um, so we can get into some of these questions. So guys listening, uh, thank you. We actually got quite a few uh, topics, which was a lot better than last time where I got a bread roll and some random <laughs> bullshit. So this is good. Good job, guys. So <clears throat> let's take a little look. Make sure this is good. Okay, we got it all. Do you mind if I pick the first question? Go ahead. Go for it. Get it out of the way. Go for um, it. It's from Sir Sud, dude. How many marshmallows can that fucker fit in his fat <laughs> mouth? <laughs> so I, I went food shopping the other day, and I saw that question there like the day prior. So I actually picked up a bag of Jet Puff marshmallows and found out exactly what that number is. I'm happy to share it with you. It's four. Four. I can, I can fit four jumbo-sized marshmallows in my oh, mouth. Oh, you're talking about the jumbo, like the massive... Like, you're not talking about the normals. Like, there's minis, then there's normals, then there's, like, megas. Uh, I'm talking megas, like the kind of ones you put on the s'mores, because, <laughs> you know, we, we make s'mores with those. Oh, you're talking about, like, well, I mean, it depends what kind of s'mores you make, because there's, like, I mean, I make s'mores with the medium size, but then I know that there's, like, jumbo jumbo that are just, like, literally the size of my fist, basically. Yeah, I went for the jumbo ones. Jesus Christ. And go big or go home. Okay, four. All right, good start. Um... First question, I guess we'll kind of get into is um, actually let's just touch on this one real quick because I've been seeing it a lot in the community and a lot on Twitter. Too many login attempts error message. What's going on with that? Do you know anything about that? Like, is that just people knowing people's login infos and just spamming them or what? The majority of it is that it's somebody malicious knows your login email or login name if you have a legacy account and they just spam it or they have a bot uh, set up to spam it, and there's actually services where you can pay monthly to have a username spam logged in so they can't log in. It's it's messed up, but that actually exists. Jesus, okay. There's there's a very like you know small handful of people that just have the issue where they can't log in, but it's usually fixed by either logging into mobile or waiting or something. I don't know exactly how it's fixed, but the majority is malicious login attempts. Yikes. And it wasn't always like that. From what I recall, um, it used to be too many login attempts would happen if it happens on the user's side. So from your own personal computer, if you try to log in incorrectly too many times, you'll get locked out. But now it's done through Jagex's side where it's linked to an account, where an account can only be attempted to be logged in a certain amount of times. I don't know why they put that change in, but that's just how it is right now. Is it just to like protect against people trying to just use a bot to guess passwords or something like i can't see a bot every being able to brute force a password with how many combinations there are although right. jagex doesn't allow capitalization anyway but like 
I have no idea, honestly, Weird. why it's done like that or why this thing is even to, able to work in the first place because there are other games. You know, say League of Legends, for example, or World of Warcraft. If somebody knows your login name but not your password, they can't lock you out of playing the game yeah. like they can in old school. Huh. It's a bit weird how it works on this game, but it doesn't in literally any other game in the world. So is there any news on that? Because like, it hasn't happened to me, so it's not a huge deal to me. But I can understand because luckily I've been good enough to always hide my username on stream. I mean, knock on wood, you know, but like... Mm-hmm. Um, I have as well, but I don't trust my main account right now. Ever since this thing started happening, I literally muled all my wealth off my main account to a burner account. So if it ever does happen... Uh, I keep my money. Yeah, no, that's... So, how long does it last for? Like, are they just locked out permanently, or just until they stop spamming it, or what? As long as the person's spamming it, you're not going to be able to log in. That's that's ridiculous. Okay. And since there's a bot service that can do it for you, if you pay for it, then somebody's sold you out to the black market, then yeah, you're not getting in anytime soon until they fix the issue. Yikes. So that's the only like ish like that that would be the only case where that's happening where somebody knows your email. It's not just some bug or something that's causing it. People like need said, to in, know your in email. rare cases it's a bug, but the majority of the time somebody just knows your login name and that's a there ain't dick you can do about it. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. I've been seeing it a lot on Twitter and yeah. it looks awful. I hope it doesn't happen to me. Like that would yeah. just yeah. If it ends up happening to you for whatever reason, your best chance at like recovering your wealth, for example, is staying up like late at night or early in the morning whenever this happens and wait for the game update because like, you know, every client has to refresh and just open a new client as soon as the game update goes live and try and log in and just mule everything off to another account while you're still logged into your session. That's your best way out of it. Except I'm an iron. Well, then looks like you're going to level one wilderness and dropping stuff on the floor so a man can pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, I could also, oh, I wonder, I, well, actually I was seeing, I was seeing some content creators um, having that issue. I was just curious if I could go on like the Jagex content creator discord and just be like, can you just block my account from being spam logged in? wonder if they can man, do that. Did you see what happened with like Wooks for Trailblazer? They couldn't even help him out. Really? I didn't yeah, know they, I thought. So he you literally had to make a on? new account. I wasn't watching the beginning of him doing leagues, but I remember there was an issue with that. I thought he like somehow bypassed it. His username was like can't log in or something like that, and he explained Jesus. why he's using that account. <laughs> okay, so yeah, there's literally zero hope. If they can't do it for Wokes, they can't do it for anyone. Yeah. The thing is, like, the only way to fix it is make it so it's not server-side and so it's user-side, put it back to how it used to be. That would be an easy fix. It might be something related to the servers where they would have more like server load put on if it was user side compared to being Jagex side to check if it was too many login issues. So that might be why they're holding off on that kind of solution. And the other solution, which kind of doesn't work, is making you able to change your like user login. Let's say you do get recovered by somebody with the system in place and they change your user login. Well, now your account's just gone forever and you can't recover it. Jeez. So... Yeah, they yeah, have a lot of issues. solutions I could think of. There's a lot of issues with Jagex and account security. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, preaching to the choir here. Yep. And it's, you know what's crazy? I know this is a little bit off topic, but I was watching this Josh Pillalt where he went to prison for like some edgy RuneScape joke. I don't know if you ever saw that. It's like 
I heard about that. Yeah, it was. I didn't even know about it until a few days ago when I was in Fat Cloud Stream and he was talking about it. But it was kind of this thing, and it reminds me of this account security where people get really passionate about account security after it's like happened to them or somebody close to them, where it's just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, you need to fix this. But before mm-hmm. it happens to you, it's just kind of like, yeah. But like, I kind of relate it to like the Josh Pillow story where like how like messed up the prison system is and like how like messed up you know certain things are but you never get passionate about it until it happens to you and it's just you know it's exactly like, yeah so i i'm a i can imagine you know people claim i have like a, a sebe agenda where like i want game updates to go my way well but, i mean you do <laughs> uh, and if if it if i were locked out of my account i promise i'd be a big advocate of you guys so uh or just of account security in general because i it's just never happened to me so mm-hmm. so once it i mean feels almost like it's inevitable at this point like it's gonna happen but yeah there needs to be something done about that because i don't ever want to deal with that that just looks awful uh i'm i don't want to share who it was but somebody dm me last night just saying that they're they got locked out of their account and they just said it was basically this malicious person from a clan that was just doing it just to fuck with him all the time and there's just nothing he can do about it jesus bad and then like he's just openly admitting that he's doing it to him so it's bad that's actually messed up yeah it's really bad so um anyway moving on from that just topic um rob aka bit secure asks i'd love to know his stance on combat achievement diaries what content should shouldn't be included difficulty rewards etc so we can just go on to this topic i know there's been people that have been saying like stop talking about combat achievements but don't you want to hear like other people's you know what what they think on it there's a lot of people that are just you talk about the same goddamn bullshit well guess what the sebe cast is a weekly thing and if updates don't come out weekly we're going to talk about it until it comes out so that's to Mm -hmm. all you haters out there all right anyway yeah sit down haters (laughs) so what Um... do you think as far as the rewards, I like most of them. I'm kind of sad the offhand didn't get through because it wouldn't have changed anything in the current meta. It just would have been a cool thing to have, I guess. Like 40 accuracy offhand at the Grandmaster tier that you can only get by completing Grandmaster Diaries, so automatically peers can't get access to that. And even if they could, it's not what they'd use in most scenarios. They just use the Bandos books since it's their only offhand that actually gives strength bonus. So... And even in those cases, like using Dragon Warhammer to spec down something, like, yeah, you get extra accuracy off that, but no strength, so it reduces your max hit by three compared to an Avernic Defender if you're using max gear for a challenge mode raid. And it actually ends up being less chance that you're going to reduce the defensive tecton if you use that thing compared to an Avernic. So beats me why it didn't get through. <laughs> I think that was kind of, like, I, honestly, I was I was happy that it didn't go through, honestly. Like, I have no... Like, I'm not sad about it at all because I felt like it was just another item to bring that's very, so niche. And it only really helps in certain places. And it's just, felt like just an extra item you need to bring. And if you don't bring it, people are like, why aren't you bringing your best in slots? Like, god damn it, dude. I don't want to bring a second defender with me all the time. Yeah, then you'd have to grind for it, like, all the way through Grandmaster tier. What you- that could be kind of fun. What do you think of, like, because I've been asking, like, I've asked other guests, like, what do you think of just purely cosmetic rewards because i know port i think it was port kazard on twitter was saying they want like an impossible difficulty where things are just absolutely insane it would take you know 
like only the best of the best players like maybe like you know 20 players in the whole game could ever like achieve it maybe 50 but i was a big advocate for that as well like the only reward you get isn't like cosmetic or there's just no reward other than like saying that you've done it like something called the impossible tier where it includes things like solo theater of blood um sub 49 inferno like things of the highest degree that only few people can do but there's no reward for it because i think that that's what would put the masses off saying well there's this reward i can't get because i don't feel like putting in this commitment to learn this thing to the nth degree yeah no they're i think they're actual um like or i think what porkazard was actually advocating for was to add a uh i think it was him i might be wrong but I think he actually wanted an ornament kit for the infernal cape but that was it just so it is a cosmetic but but again like what you say where it's almost like they once there is any sort of reward besides just a flex where it's there's no cosmetic no reward no nothing like people eventually will want to get it and jagex will make it easier somehow and mm-hmm. but if there's a reward tied behind it yeah i feel like because uh, I'm pretty sure he said he wanted like an ornament kit for the Infernal Cape for like an impossible tier, but that was it. There was no other perks. It was just a simple thing you could flex on. But um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about. I don't know. It's like it's like interesting because I really don't care that much uh, about you know just some impossible tier that just people can't do unless you practice for it for months and months and months and are just naturally talented as well. But it's like, something that would keep some people interested in the game. It's like, well, I've not done this. There's no reward, so you don't feel like dedicated to do it. But if you really want to go for it, then I'll go for it. But don't you feel like they wouldn't even need an impossible achievement diary for that? Like, they could just make it arbitrarily similar to like the Oblivion diary that came out. Just it's not part of the game. It's just part of their own requirements. Yeah, like, same thing. People if, just like being told what to do. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Mm-hmm. But. uh what what do you think will be the hardest grandmaster challenge? Because people tend to forget, you know, there's easy, medium, hard, elite, then master, and then a grandmaster. So, you know, they've really spread out how far this is going. The master itself, like going from elite to master, and then there's a grandmaster. Like, what what do you think will be the hardest thing on grandmaster? Out of the stuff that I'm speculating, it will have to do, obviously, with Theater of Blood and Inferno, and it'll be time challenges. I don't know if they're going to scale it to party sizes, saying you have to do this time in fives, this time in fours, this time in threes, and this time in twos. I already know they're not going to put Solo on there. I can guarantee you that right now, so don't really? worry. Yeah, it's nowhere on there. Um, but yeah, time challenges relating to that. Hopefully they balance it properly where you're not going to need something like open or steroid in order to complete the challenges. Like you can do it without have, having, so to say, Mace Runner 3.6 or uh, what do I want to call it? Disco Nylocast with numbers and stuff on them. So you can do it like properly with just vanilla Runelite or even vanilla client because I figure that's what they kind of try to balance around. And then for Inferno, I'm trying to think of what number they're going to land on as far as what the fastest time they expect like, you know, a normal good player to go for. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I'm teetering between like sub 60, sub 55, somewhere between there. I don't know if they're going to push for sub 50 for a Grandmaster There's task no right now. Way. There's no possible way it's sub 50. Like, I was talking about that. Like, how many people have even done a sub 50 with all at the time they've put 10. in? At least 10, maybe 11. I don't remember if there's 11, but the speedrun Discord only shows top 10 times for top 10 people that can do it. 
See, I would think like top, like me personally, I think it's going to be a sub 65. Um, lowest, I think personally is a sub 60. That's like the lowest they would go. Mm-hmm. And the reason, and I think that is because like, it's not just, you know, do TOB, do Inferno. There's going to be so many different tasks where it's like they want an overall like, you know, really good understanding of certain pieces of content, but not like crazy where it's like, that's all you fucking do all the time to get mm-hmm. to the point of sub 50. Yeah. I can imagine there's some stuff for God Wars, like, um, kill general Grador with only taking damage from Grador's range attack for five or 10 kills in a row or something like that. We yeah. can imagine that one's going to be on there. Kill Krill Slutzeroth without taking an auto attack from the main boss for 10 kills in a row. Probably. I don't know if I classify that one as grandmaster. Yeah, there's uh, there's just so many it. things though. There's just so many pieces of content out there where it's like, I don't think they're gonna make super specific, crazy, re- crazy, you know, requirements that are just insane. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a decent idea though. It'll like drive some people to better understand game mechanics. They'll become better at the game overall. Be able to push for certain things. Help some people might actually be able to get their first infernal cape with the practice they get going for diaries. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Like, I think the confidence that combat achievements are going to give so many players is, like, that's the biggest thing that helps people is, like, the confidence of once you've completed something that you thought was impossible for you to complete, all of a sudden it opens so many possibilities with, like, other content where it's like, okay, I can actually do this. Like, that's how I felt when I completed the Inferno. I was like, that's, like, argued as, like, the hardest piece of content. I know I, like... I wasn't speed running it or anything, but like at the time, being able to complete the Inferno gave me a lot of confidence in just so many other things. Mm-hmm. Same here. So I think the whole combat achievement diary thing is going to be really cool. Do you think Six Jads is the like hidden content kind of thing that they're talking about? I mean, I know it's not hidden because they've completely announced it, but like, do you think there's something more than that that they haven't told us that's coming out? Or do you think Six Jads is like the thing do they say there's something that we don't know about that they're releasing no but i have a i have a little feeling that they've been hiding something i know that's like kind of weird because i don't think jags has ever been able to like pull that off (laughs) they just hide something and put it in but i really do think there's going to be some sort of crazy thing after six jads that they just haven't told us challenge mode inferno yeah like something like that but it wouldn't be like a full-on inferno it'd be like a I don't know. I'm thinking like just a Zook 2.0 fight or it's just Zook, but there's like so many other different mobs that spawn or something, but you have to stay behind the shield as well. Just some weird thing that's like super difficult, but it's just something they haven't told us. That's personally what I think. Who knows? But I think the I've team... I've a few ideas in mind, uh, if you don't mind me sharing, if yeah, they do go, go the route of like CM Inferno. So like back when me and Adam, like there were a bunch of suggestions for CM Inferno. Uh, two of mine were... One being if you tank an attack from a monster, it rolls a guaranteed hit against you. So you can't tank it through means of like, let's say just Tissier against range or getting lucky that the mage splashes on you and hits like a zero. Like it's going to land a guaranteed hit, kind of like Calfight Queen does if you don't pray against her. Okay. But it still and... rolls between zero and its max hit. Yep. Okay. So no matter what, like you're going to get a hit rolled on you. Okay. And the second one, which I think was the most creative, was if a monster cannot see you, like if if you're within its line of sight normally with its distance to you 
but there's a pillar in the way and it's next to the pillar, it will start attacking the pillar in order to get to you. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrifying. So you are basically out in the middle. Like you like you almost want to be out in the middle of the inferno so just so things can see you and you just gotta learn to flick everything. Mm-hmm. So it basically is like a no pillar. Yeah, it wouldn't attack the pillar right away. Like they'll still try to get to you, but then once it hits the pillar, it, it's going in on it. Interesting. That'd be terrifying. Mm-hmm. I always thought it would be just actually terrifying if they came out with some like new NPC that was like crazy intelligent, where it knows if something's like in the way, like a barrier, it'll like move around it and it'll like follow you <laughs> like how terrifying that would be because like you know they have mechanics where like the melee will dig to get to you but like imagine there was this, this npc that just would use like a follow uh sort of pathing to get to you imagine if all npcs were like that all the memes that we have about them not being able to get to you would just be gone be terrifying the Don't... italy rock and the fire cape would be useless <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally so um I remember Adicon, he was talking about how it was mainly toward PvP where he wants PvP to be, like, not RNG-based. Oh, I heard about this idea. And he was even... So, I want to kind of get into it just slightly a little bit more because that was the first time I'd even heard of that suggestion. But there's, like, issues with it that I've thought of since then. And, like, one of those issues is, you know, if everything's averaged out where... For those that are listening and haven't heard the Adicon one, um, it was basically he wanted PvP to be made so that, you know, there is no RNG where you're just, you're just hitting a bunch of zeros because RNG is not going your way, but make it an average, you know, hit spot every single time so everything's balanced. But at the same time, does that mean you're going to catch every single freeze with... Because when it comes down to balancing everything, when let's say you freeze... The nibblers let's say we're talking about in a pvm instance like you know are when you freeze the nibblers are you guaranteed like a seven on each of them or something every time because that would be really obnoxious if you can never yeah, exactly. guarantee a freeze so kind of wanted to get into that a little bit do you think there is a way to make it so there can be a really really balanced non-rng aspect without making it like that where you have to Every single time you get, like, the nibblers in the middle, you have to freeze them twice or something, like... Mm, personally, no, and if it's going off, like, you know, accuracy uh, multiplied by max hit average or whatever, or, like, half of max hit, then yeah. if you're bringing in, like, an occult and a Kodai, and I think one ancestral piece off of his math, then you'd one-shot the wave every time, so long as they're all caught in the clump. But even just for PvP side, like, every fight would just become stale. I yeah. would feel if it went off that kind of formula because there'd be no big hits, there'd be no like chances. You'd have yeah. enough time to like you know even just sipping a brew, go combat the average damage that's done against you. Yeah, it would become a very math based. Like I know PvP is already kind of math based for those like pros out there, but it's like it would become really like if you know the numbers, you are never going to be chanced. Like you know the average of everything. Yeah, if you know the max hit, you're not going to be chanced unless you lapse in attention or something like that. Yeah. Happens to me all the time. Happens to a lot of PKers all the time. You Do you think... So, is there a way, then, to make PvP and RuneScape non-RNG without making it stale? Or are we are, are we in the best situation right now? We're definitely not in the best situation right now, but that's more so just because of public interest in PvP. 
Like, the majority of this game has no real interest in doing it. I don't think there's really a way to get them genuinely interested in it. Because the majority is already invested in what they're already doing. Whether it be a main account, like, you know, just building up, trying to make their account better. Or a higher-end main account, trying to go for 200 mils or all pets or what have you. Or 20 mil bases, 40, 50 mil bases. Or an Iron Man, Hardcore Iron Man, Ultimate Iron Man, trying to build up their account. They don't really look to PvP for rewards anyway, because you can't loot anything. And the PvP community's just grown kind of smaller with a lack of attention. Um, long-standing issues that haven't been addressed. One of them got addressed recently. It was the entangle into what, five or four mage attacks into a Zamorak Asta to prevent you from even moving Oh yeah, for that entire period of time. So that was something that finally got addressed. But there's quite a few other long-standing issues that just aren't really taken care of. And a lot of it's just like player cause where it could have very easily be taken care of if, like, you know, PvP worlds, so let's say the Bounty Hunter ditch was just moderated. If you date back to Bounty Hunter 1, 2, and 3, like, the exorbitant amount of boosting that went unpunished there, it's just if you had one, one single ounce of moderation, that would not have been a problem, I don't think. But that's not really up to the devs to decide. That's more the decision of the higher-ups is how they allocate, like, you know, dev time in order to be distributed. Yep. But, you know, all that culminated PvP scenes kind of shrunk in a way when I really wish it didn't because it's some of the best content to watch. I mean, look at the Dead Man Mode finales. Look at the Dead Man Mode streams, like, you know, the first oh, week yeah. and stuff. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's what's interesting about it. People love to watch it, but they don't like to do it. Mm-hmm. Also, barrier for entry is just kind of large. I mean, back in the day, if you remember, like, you know, the quote-unquote glory days, whenever you identify it as, 2005, 2007, 2008 or so, Bounty Hunter Crater, 2011, Return of Trade, whenever you want to identify it, the majority wasn't, like, anywhere near as good as PvP as we are today, and none of us are really that knowledgeable of the combat system back then. So it was a lot easier for you to, like, culminate kills if you were, like, an average player because everybody was on your level except for those rare few. Nowadays, everybody has a very good understanding about the game and a very good understanding about PvP, but it just takes a little bit of time investment to kind of learn those things, but yeah. people just don't really want to because there's not really much incentive to do so. And a lot of people just run on incentives nowadays. Yep. So I kind of want to get on to uh, the point, or just kind of like a little subtopic. I've been noticing, I guess, the more I think about LMS... Um, the more I think maybe that really was like that whole update was trying to get people into PVP in a way, because I was watching Bodhi yesterday just for a little bit. He's like writing a like hardcore Iron Man guide, you know, like a, like a new updated guide, like on what to do to max or, or whatever his whole plan is or whatever. I didn't watch it like all the way, but I saw him making like some sheets on like, saying what the best thing to do is. And a lot of it actually was going to LMS and getting supplies for like a new account and mm-hmm. how like good it is. Um, do you think like that's a good thing for the game to just like be able to do some PVP mini game as a new fresh account and just be able to basically afford other things in the game? Um, like I think one of the things was like you can just buy Addy Arrows and then sell them to the shop and make like I think I wanted to say the calcs were like you make like 60k every three LMS points or something like that, like just GP. 
So for like a new account, that's like really good. Yeah, it's a lot of money that you can get on just a fresh level three. But there is one thing in place that doesn't 100% solve it, but I didn't even know it existed until I made this account. You can't even purchase LMS rewards until you've been logged in for 48 hours. So like I did LMS right at the start after grabbing the iron bar spawn that's literally right by the Ferox Enclave. And got my games for Rune Pouch, and I went to go buy it. It's like, oh, you need to be logged in for more time. I'm like, well, that's great. <laughs> I didn't know about that. Okay, well, that's so, not, okay. I guess that's not that bad, 48 hours. Is there a quest point limit or anything, or just just 48 hours and you're good? I don't think so, because I don't really think I have any quests done when I got over there. I don't exactly remember what I had on the account. I just know it was level 3, <laughs> nothing done. So what are your what are your thoughts on it? Is like is that good? Because honestly, I don't really know how I feel about it. I feel like it's fine, kind of, just simply because of how the games already come, where it's like just you can kill a vor- you can kill one blue dragon, a Vorkath, and get two hundred KGP basically, like for a minute mm-hmm. of work. I mean, like what I know it's like that's an end game Iron Man compared to like, you know, some newbie, but like do you think that's a healthy way to go for the game where you can just kind of do LMS to fund your account? Not 100%. I'd like it if the, like, you know, supplies were a bit scaled. Let's say, let's take Rune Arrows, for example, that you can sell off to the shop where you make 20k per, like, 300, I think. I don't know the exact numbers for it. But right now you get 300 per even on a level 3 account, like a fresh one. If it was scaled to whatever your current combat level is outside of LMS... I think it would be a bit better, or it would be more rewarding if you did it at 126 combat, and let's say you got, I don't know, 400 to 450 rune arrows for a win, where the amount of money you're going to get off that is much less than if you were to do any sort of bossing in the game. But it's still like, you know, hey, you're going to get something out of doing this, at the very least. And then if you do it on, let's say, a level 3 or a level 20 or a level 30, you're going to get significantly less rune arrows out of it. But you'll still be able to get the rune pouch for 75 points at don't see any reason to really change that one. Yeah. I kind of like that addition, honestly. Yeah, that's fine. The rune patch fine. I'm just talking about like getting free money, basically. For well, it's not free. You're still putting in time mm-hmm. to get it, but it's... and you still need to get kills. Yeah, that is true. Like that that was added. that was a nice update where they actually made it so you can't just sit there and wait out the clock. Mm-hmm. That made it a lot nicer. Oh yeah. I remember like games just before that update. Like, the game would start, like, you know, I kill my first match or whatever. After using more than half my inventory, I see players remaining is still at 20. I'm like, okay, everybody's fight still going on, I guess. I run around, like, all the spawn points of the game. I see almost nobody. I'm like, where the hell is everyone? <laughs> I know. They're climbing up ladders <laughs> trying to find people. <laughs> and then the guy just ends up, like, you know, trying to ladder jeep me the whole time. So I'm just, like, you know, bolt ragging, like, spam left-clicking on top of myself every time I go up and down a ladder just to keep getting hits. I'm like, is this really like how I'm supposed to like get kills in this game? That's not nice. Yeah. It's not exactly good design. As soon as that update passed, you realize games were going way faster. It was like, oh, yeah. okay, actually getting shit done. Like we're getting a lot of games in. I love yeah. LMS. I, I think it's so much fun. Like I've been, I haven't been super into it lately. Like I don't even think I've done an LMS for like a month at least, but like it's really it's... fun when you're kind of burnt and you can just go there and actually get some sort of reward out of it for, you know, some PvP action. Yeah, it's zero cost to play. Yep. I think it's a good implementation overall. The way they've worked out the point system where you can only get a point if you get kills was definitely a nice upgrade. The reward shop, I think, should be tweaked as well. Like I said before, quantity should be lower if you're lower combat level. And 
higher if you're like above 110, 100 combat or something like that. But not like too much where it's yeah. way overboard with how much money you're getting out of it. Yeah, I just I think about that. Um, like I just don't. I'll be I'll be completely honest. I don't trust Jagex with scaling at all whatsoever. So that scares me when Jagex is now in charge of like scaling it for combat. And the other thing is like the thing that they've done with chambers, where it's like if you're a lower combat, you just can't get enough. You just can't get the same points as like a higher combat. Yeah, but it's always been like that. Yeah, and like I understand why they do it, and I understand like uh, what you are thinking for LMS, where if you just lower combat, you're just going to get less, you're just going to get fewer, you know, rune arrows or whatever. But I don't. I've been at Nightmare too long. I don't trust Jagex with their scaling at all. I think they need a new, <laughs> like literally, dude. It's so bad. I don't even want to get into it. I saw I just won't. But the scaling right. in Nightmare is just terrible. I promise not to talk about Nightmare until uh, we get to another question that I saw. <laughs> okay. I'll hold off on it. Um, let's see. Pita asks, favorite alcoholic beverage, favorite childhood game, hobbies outside of RuneScape. This should be oh. a, this should have been one of the last questions I asked, but we'll just get it out of the way. Yeah, you're just going down from where you saw Rob's question. Yeah, pretty much. Right under his. Yep. All right, favorite alcoholic beverage. If we're talking about beer, uh, that would be Modelo it's something i can always like default to there's never a wrong time for me to have one if i'm feeling beer it's crisp it's refreshing it's not that strong but it's not weak either it's like the perfect beer at least in my taste and i think it's better than dosakis as far as mexican beer goes but that's just me um as far as spirits if i'm having something clean or on the rocks usually i like scotch uh, as far as which one I like the most, I honestly still can't decide. I've never really had a bad scotch before. And if I'm doing a mixed drink, I'm a very, very basic bitch where I just like Jack and Coke or rum and Coke or rum and ginger ale. That one's really, really nice. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll just say mine. Uh, I'm a bitch when it comes to alcohol. So maybe like a white claw. And okay, I, I gotta <laughs> ask because I ask everybody else that drinks those things. Like a bunch of my friends have started drinking them. My sister drinks them. My brother likes them now over yeah. having beer. I get the appeal to them as like you know it's quote unquote healthier and stuff like that. But does it actually taste good compared to beer? If you previously liked beer, I'll be honest. I've never liked beer. In fact, I was like scarred as a as a child when I tried tried beer for the first time. I thought it was the fucking nastiest. It tastes like soggy bread. I think that's just like really? fucked me over and. uh the other time is so I don't I don't really drink like at all really I'll just do it occasionally like very rarely but um like the first time I had bourbon I like I think I over fucking did well I know I overdid it because I threw up that night and it was like whenever I smell bourbon now or any like really strong drink I like get really nauseous uh, <laughs> so everybody like everybody has one of those drinks yeah it's, it's I've like I just didn't fucking do it correctly so uh, now I'm just you know white claw andy if i ever like want something and like you know i just overdid it on spirits i've got a drink that's like that as well vodka i cannot drink for the rest of my life for the same reason that you can where i overdid it one night um borderline almost got alcohol poisoning and yeah just never again yep (laughs) never again just just stuff you have to go through college at least once oh gosh favorite Mm -hmm. childhood game um i'll consider childhood game as before i started playing runescape yeah but, okay yeah, yeah just excluding runescape yeah because i started that when i was 
how old was I? I think it was, yeah, it was 14 at the time. And I got introduced to the game in 2004, like just before RS2 became the main game. So I'm a classic kid, technically. <laughs> but before that, like I was really big into Nintendo over being big into Sony or Sega or any other brands that were out at the time. So I was always huge into Nintendo games, like everything ranging from Metroid, Mario, Smash Brothers, Zelda, the whole entire franchise. Out of all of those, I'd still have to say my favorite game that was out at the time would be Majora's Mask for the Nintendo 64. And it was the sequel to Ocarina of Time. And I seem to like it more than Ocarina. Like, I love Ocarina of Time, but I still think, in my opinion, just for me personally, I like Majora's Mask a lot more. Just because of the time factor that was put into it, where you had a limited time to do certain things, you had certain tasks that you wanted to do to get certain side quests done, and you kind of had to figure out time management. It's okay, how am I going to schedule everything? Where am I going to be? You know, with this time, how am I going to fit this in? All while there's a moon crashing into the Earth in three days. I never played uh, that it just, one. It just had more appeal to me than Ocarina of Time. Like, I still love Ocarina of Time. I replayed it again recently, and I loved every minute of it. It's a great game. But Majora's Mask is all number one to me, and I know a lot of people are going to hate me for that one. I never... See, I was a PlayStation 1 kid, so I didn't really play... I, I was a GameCube game, or I was a GameCube gamer, though. So we went oh. from a PlayStation 1 to a GameCube. GameCube so, was nice, though. I loved GameCube. Fucking love that. But uh, my absolute favorite childhood game it was The Legend of Dragoon on the PlayStation 1. Hmm. It was I just never really played stuff for PlayStation 1, though. Sorry. Four-disc RPG, and it was just... It's just timeless, man. Like, God. It, like, it's like... That's my favorite childhood game, but there were, like, other games that I was super into. Like, Age of Empires 2, when I was a kid, I sucked, but, like, that was... Su- just Age of Empires 1 and 2, I loved guitar hero apps i probably that besides runescape i think guitar hero 3 was the most hours i put into a game dude the days like when guitar hero 2 and guitar hero 3 were so hype and everybody in my school was playing it everybody we had a rec center back when i was in high school like every thursday people meet up there for a couple of hours for like you know just free drinks and snacks and stuff and there'd always be a playstation there or gamecube there and anytime there was a playstation it was always guitar hero 3 up on there so fucking fun man oh anytime we'd ever go to our friends oh i also played a lot of call of duty modern warfare too but like guitar hero i put in so many more hours i would literally come back from school and just i was one of those nerds that like i just progressed way faster than like my brothers and my dad was even playing it at the time like i just was just better than them and so i started trying to like master songs on expert like not miss a note and uh Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would literally come home from school, and I kid you not, for like five hours straight, I would just keep restarting a song until I mastered it, just nonstop. I was—I don't even know how I did it, like literally. Did you ever five star through the fire and the flames? Nope, I did five. Uh... I five starred it, which was a massive achievement for me. I literally, my fingers just can't go fast enough. They just can't. Like, no, 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 not FCV. You got the five star though. Yeah, I got the five star. Not there's no way. I don't think. I don't think even with a year of practice, I don't think I could ever like 100% it just simply, well, I don't know, maybe in a year because I'd have to like learn how to like tap certain sections, but God damn, I think the hardest song that I ever like actually f- like 100%ed was probably threes and sevens, but uh, I wonder which one that was because I remember the list for Guitar Hero 3 because I played a lot of it and like got five star on 
through the fire and the flames once and I just called it quits. I'm like, never again. <laughs> I could I could tap the intro to it 100% all the time because I, I just practiced it for so much. So like every time I'd start the song, I'd get it. But as soon as that intro goes through, I'm just like, fuck. I'm just spamming like... <laughs> like right, it's just quick a question it's, i gotta know when you were yeah. learning the intro to that song did you put a rubber band around the green key and then start to start learning how to tap through that whole entire section dude i would get my siblings we'd all be assigned one <laughs> note <laughs> we would all be assigned <laughs> one note and we would just tap it but my siblings were so fucking stupid i would just be like dude you have to release the note like you just have to tap it really quick and they couldn't get that down and so it was just this mess and so yeah i'd rubber band the green I would have one of my friends just holding the green and I would just tap it. But it's just it eventually got to the point. And, and again, my fingers weren't fast enough for me to hold the green and use my other three fingers. So I would, I just had to learn how to just two hand it. And it was so much more fun. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the rubber yep, band. If you can get those, through the intro, then the rest is like, you can kind of breeze through it and star power through like solo two or ex- something. Yeah. You, you just spam. You just hope for the best. But yeah, I was eight, finally able to five star it. Yeah, because memorizing that song, no way. <laughs> Absolutely not. Dude, I'd watch Guitar Hero videos on YouTube and like, god damn, there was this one guy, Guitar. I think his name was Guitar, guitar Hero, Hero Phenom. Phenom. Yeah, Phenom, there was. Yeah. He was fucking insane. Like, I couldn't, like, god. I was like, yeah, I'll never be this good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was um, listening to putting that much time. Like, I got my fire star. I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you can't really get much better than that like for like a normal person mm-hmm. so uh hobbies outside of runescape uh i guess nowadays what are your hobbies mm, nowadays it's mainly just board games and it's gonna sound incredibly boomer like a lot of people around my age range seem to love board games for some reason i'm not talking about like you know just shoots and ladders or checkers or something like that or even chess which became popular on twitch recently because of queen's gambit but there's games like settlers Catan. Uh, there was another one that I played that I really didn't like called Talisman because there's something called the Reaper that goes around the board. And if he lands on your space, you have to roll two dice. And if you roll two ones, then you automatically get knocked out of the game. And guess who rolled two ones in his first meeting with the Reaper? <laughs> so I forever hate that game. Um, outside of that, like it's mainly just like watching old movies or even newer movies. But there's not really that many good new movies out. And... Sad to say, ever since COVID happened, a lot of doing good stuff outside of the house isn't really feasible anymore. I enjoy going out to bars and like meeting new people and just like chatting shit with people. But you can't really do that. At least in New York, you can't really do that anymore. In Florida, you could when I was down there for two weeks, and they don't care down there. Ain't nobody wearing a mask inside the bar. That's what I've heard. Yeah. But recently I saw Star Wars Episode Four. There was a drive-in movie theater at one of the malls that's a couple minutes away from my house. And we're like 30 minutes away or something like that, where you just drive in and they play the movie on screen. You just sit in your car the whole time or sit outside your car. It was kind of nice. And I'm not really much one for binge shopping either. I'm a very, very boring person when it comes to shopping. I don't get very frivolous stuff for myself. Oh, yeah. Me neither. I'm very mm-hmm. simple. Very easy to please, I feel like. Just give me a give me a computer. Just something that plays RuneScape. Yeah. Give me or some caffeine then, but... and I'm, I'm good. Even back then, like before the pandemic, uh, like still nowadays, like I'll play League of Legends once in a while. I just picked it up again, even after the item changes. But a bunch of my friends played that game back then. We were heavy into it. Um, we actually played like a bunch of other like sports. There was a few like good parks near my old hometown. 
You play like a handball, hacky sack, frisbee, ultimate frisbee, can jam. If you ever played that game before, nope, never heard of it. You get a can. There's a slot in the front. You try and throw the frisbee to your teammate on the other side. They have to knock it into the can, or you have to just land it in there yourself. Hmm. First amount of points wins. I loved ultimate um, frisbee though. I love that. Ultimate frisbee was a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, but I'm pretty boring. I don't have like any excessive hobbies, such as like rock climbing or snowboarding, like some other interesting people I know out there. Yeah, no. I've always wanted to like snowboard or ski just once in my life, but never really like went out there and wanted to really do it. You know? Yeah. No, I'm pretty boring as well. I think. I mean, besides RuneScape, I don't even play any other games really. And like my little brother, uh, he likes chess, and so we'll play like the little chess app together and stuff occasionally because wait like we grew up kind of like playing board games and stuff so like it's still fun to like relive the nostalgia and just play each other to be really competitive and just trolly to each other but um the other thing is well i used to kind of be into like this just sounds silly at this point but like i used to be into fitness kind of but uh it was never like die hard fitness or like taking supplements and like training super hardcore but i I do like to like exercise and do other things, but yeah, since I seriously, since I started streaming, that's just like not been a priority in my life, <laughs> which is like yeah. probably just the way, the way she goes, you know, but, um, it's kind of the same for me where like, I've, I've never really been a gym rat to be honest, like going and working out's never been like something I've wanted to do. Like yeah. getting a muscle tone isn't really a priority for me. So you see, like I look like I weigh a hundred pounds soaking wet, <laughs> But, like, I'm still physically fit. Yeah. The, I guess I'll go out and, like, walk for, like, an hour on end sometimes, like, every week or, like, every other week or twice a week. Just whenever I feel like going out and just literally just strolling, getting some fresh air and just stretching my legs for an extended period of time. Yeah. I don't really consider that a hobby, per se. But, like, I still try to stay active instead of just being someone that goes from bed to chair to bed to chair to bed yeah. to chair. Because it's not good for your... I mean, it's not good for your physique, but it's not good for your insides either. Yeah. Just mentally, even. Just... So, um, yeah, that's kind of like, I have phases where I go through it and I like, I'm more into it, but like serious, like serious hobbies don't really have many anymore. It's mainly just, um, I don't know, like I've been really loving getting into YouTube, uh, starting to share more of like RuneScape content. I'm just glad, I'm just glad I'm addicted to RuneScape. I know that sounds like bad but as a content creator it's really good to love the game that you're playing when you yeah. see people just burn out of games and then they just stop streaming doing something that they used to love but because of the game they're just not into it anymore it's just assume me i love this game and i'm happy i'm addicted to this instead of like let's say drugs or something like that yep it's definitely i don't even call it a healthier addiction like it's still an unhealthy addiction in its own merits but at least I'm not really messing up the insides of my body or causing myself like that kind of brain damage. I'm just causing myself a different kind of brain damage. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but uh, I've been kind of like getting more into just, I don't know. I guess a lot of my life is just focused on, you know, sharing more content and just finding more outlets to like share it. And it's just kind of cool seeing like growth and whether like it's not like huge growth or anything but it's just cool it, like keeps me like motivated keeps like the sense of progression going so it's nice absolutely so you're a goal-oriented person too in a way yeah definitely and i think the 
time I see it the most is when I'm actually playing RuneScape. Like, it's crazy. I've actually learned so many life lessons from playing RuneScape. Like, just the beauty of learning something and practice. Like, practice makes perfect. I kid you not. I learned, I, like, believe in that saying more just simply from playing RuneScape. Like, where practice makes perfect. Like, I don't think any other thing in my life has ever taught me that more than RuneScape has, which is just sad. But, yeah. Yeah, same here. It taught me something else as well. Failure isn't when you get knocked down. It's when you stay down. Shit. It's deep. You don't put that on a fortune cookie. <laughs> but it, it's true. They kind of do, like, transition into real life as well. Like, I guess, like, a, a decent example. Like, I haven't taken these yet because I'm not really too interested in pursuing it right now. If anyone that doesn't know this, I have a bachelor's in accounting, but not a master's. And I've not taken my CPA exams yet, so I can't make the most out of my degree as I could compared to somebody that works for, like, one of the big four firms in New York City, like Bryce Waterhouse. But the CPA exams are notorious for being incredibly difficult and incredibly time-consuming for studying for. And somebody I used to work with back at my old firm, he had to give three tries just for one of the exams. But he, he also made the mistake of taking the hardest one first. But it can be viewed as, like, you know, being a good thing to get the hardest one passed first and then just taking a nice cruise downhill. Because with those things, if you pass one, you have a certain time frame to pass the others before, like, you know, you mm. lose the credit on it and then have to do it again. But he, he was just getting beat. He found out, like, you know, he missed the mark for passing by a greater margin than he predicted. And he felt down as hell about it. And, like, you know, I felt bad for him and everything. I told him, like, you know, listen, like, these exams aren't made to be easy. They want, like, you know, actual smart people to do this kind of job. And people that are, like, actually dedicated to it, like, don't think down to yourself. Like, you know, just got to keep trying for it. Not even just, like, fake it till you make it. But, like, you know, don't stop, like, you know, keeping on. Like, keep at it until you get it kind of thing. And he yeah. eventually passed it on the third try. And now he's a, he's a full-fledged CPA, and I'm proud of him. That's awesome. No, literally, just failure and, like, I don't know. That's the other thing I've seen in just streaming alone. Just, you know, you might think, you know, you're not the biggest streamer or whatever, or you feel like you've put in so much time and you're not getting what you think you should, you should get out of it. But mm -hmm. like all of it comes down to just like any failures you think you're having, like just what is the quote that Winston Churchill said? Uh, success is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. So it's like literally, I mean, you won't, yeah, it's like what you said. You only fail when you just stop and you just give up. So. Yeah, and that mindset you mentioned for streaming, like this is a very different brand of work. Uh, I know people are going to laugh saying this is work. It's work. It is though. It is work. It actually is. <laughs> and it, no, it's not playing video games. It's being a personality and chatting with people. Like I've noticed, that's basically what ninety percent of streaming is. It's about the people yep. more than it is the content they see on screen. At least in the RuneScape section, it's that. I feel like. But having that kind of like negative mindset where like, oh, I'm not growing or I should have more numbers than I have. If you have that mindset going into it, then you're just going to forever be stuck in that rut. Like nothing will ever be good enough for you. They'd say maybe you average 40 viewers when you feel you should average 200 or something, for example. Let's say you do get to the point of like, you know, averaging 200, your mindset's going to change to, oh, I should have average 500 viewers. You're just permanently going to be stuck in that mindset no matter how far you get. Yep. So it's a terrible like take to have. When you look at it and it's something that really shouldn't take for granted like i'm very happy with what i have and i never really compare like what i do to somebody else's in that sense and i'm pretty sure you're the same way as well at least in the demeanor i see in your stream you seem like a very nice and genuine person as well 
that's just there to do what he does. Yeah, you really can't compare yourself to like others. You just got to live your own, do your own thing, you know, and like be yourself as well. Exactly. That's like the biggest thing. Yep. And everyone that asks for advice, like, oh, what advice do you have to start streaming? Everyone gives you advice of being yourself and it seems very overplayed, but it's quite literally the yeah. biggest one. Yep. Literally. And like you do like you don't like you know be like your best self though like don't just be yourself and be like negative like when you go on stream try to like you know you have to make an effort to be positive and just you know as as charismatic as you can be without being like fake you know you don't want to just actually be yourself and be like i'm fucking pissed today or something you know like then that doesn't make any sense as to where my viewers came from because my entire stream persona is being negative and getting angry <laughs> at the game. <laughs> no, but that's like that's like you. Like that's the like the sarcastic nature of you, and that's like that works perfect. Yeah, and those with higher than room temperature IQ get that and stick around. Those yep. that are lower esteem is like, oh, he's just a negative person. I'm really not. And that's the other beauty is like you might not think you're getting like followers quick enough if you're being yourself, but when you are yourself, there is no pressure. You can just, mm -hmm. you understand that when you've built up a following, you are who you are and that's what people are there for. It's not like you have to maintain this like completely different persona whenever you go live and it just wears on you basically. So. Yeah, you don't have to be an actor. You can just be you. Yep. Like even look at actors from movies and stuff. They're on there for the set. Like, you know, the, uh, the director says action. They only have to be that character until he says cut. Yep. They don't have to be that character for eight hours a day. Could you imagine how stressed actors would be if they have to do that for eight, 10, 12, four hours in a row? <laughs> it's mentally straining, man, to be somebody you're not. All right. Ignoble Solid asks, seems like most boss mechanics boil down to flicking prayers, swapping gear between Tebow and Max Melee. Nightmare brought some cool ideas like restricted movement and prayer swaps. Do you have any ideas for refreshing boss mechanics? Maybe for Raids 3. Okay, this was not the question I was referring to when I said Nightmare, so we'll just ignore Nightmare. Oh, shit, 25X just got partnered. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I just saw in CC he literally just got partnered. Congrats to that, man. Yeah, congrats to 25X. Well fucking deserved. And shout out the man. And shout out Iron Queen and Defy J. They both also got partnered within this past couple days. Wait, did Iron Queen get partnered too? I yep. saw Defy J did. Yep. Deffy, yeah, Deffy, Deffy got partnered like two days ago. Iron Queen got partnered yesterday, I think. I didn't even know Iron Queen got partnered. Damn. Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool to see. Everybody getting their remote slots unlocked now. Yeah, and Good like they they seem to wait, you know, like five days, and then they get partnered. Unlike you know you, what, what happened to you? <laughs> Where it's like, man, I, I don't even. Let's just not talk about that at all. We'll, we'll leave that one alone. The one thing I will say about that is, you know how you have to give a description of your channel? Yeah. Uh, like this little box where you can type anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even make a sentence or a paragraph or anything. I literally just typed 100 plus positive words <laughs> in a nonsensical order and it Jesus got accepted. Christ. I still have like the stream before and everything like saved to my Twitter profile somewhere. Oh my but God. I, I was just, I wasn't even shocked when, I mean, I was shocked, but I wasn't shocked at the same time. Like this is the one that gets accepted. Not when I genuinely describe like what I do. But when I just troll it, it works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never, I didn't have it nearly as bad, but I remember like Fat Clouds and I, we had, we would, we were waiting like seven, eight weeks to hear back, just to hear back. And then like to get denied after seven or eight weeks, like, come on. Like you literally say within a week. So 
but uh <laughs> that's the best joke ever yeah no it's it's cool to see though i love it when the runescape community is like expanding with like more content creators it's cool mm-hmm. that's something i love to see as well you can never as you said you can never have too many and honestly it's just more stuff out there for people to connect with more personalities that like you exactly. know can connect with other people yeah. but we'll, we'll stop on the tangent i'm i'm leaving the boy ignoble on hold right now he's one of the homies um i won't really talk about like nightmares boss mechanics but there's like a bunch of other mechanics that have been introduced ever since like chambers of Zerk came into play it was more than just like you know stand there pray something hit the boss and kill it until it's dead eat where you need to but now we're introducing like moving prayer switching to retroactively react to things um i like the idea of that i've always liked the idea of that because it makes the game a lot more interesting than compared to like let's say a very vanilla style type of boss like God Wars, where you just like I said, pray one thing, hit it till it dies. Yep. Kind of deal. I like this new introduction of actually being able to interact more with the game in order to fight something, while still holding the original baseline for combat without it going into something borderline EOC with abilities and average damage or whatever yeah. they're doing over there. But I like the introduction of it. As far as stuff that I'd like to bring into raids three. Me and Lucid Dream actually had a discussion a while ago, and he ended up compiling a list of a bunch of mechanics that we'd like to see involved in Raids 3. If it were to be released in the Pyramid, obviously, it would be Egyptian-themed. The boss would be a pharaoh. Um, I had an idea of a new damage over time. You know how we have disease, we have poison, we have venom in the game? I was thinking something called, I don't know, Decay or something. Shit. Decay or Curse. Yeah. What would it do? Where it can't, where it can't be cured with poison or anything of the sort, or like a bomb, or like it's uncurable until the boss is dead. Like your curse until the pharaoh is down. If that makes any sense. Unless, as or, far as like what, what about a see or what it affects a Ceridoman's light, which makes Ceridoman's lights worth like twenty mil. It's the only way to cure it. Well, don't, don't say that because I'm sitting on a stack of two hundred thousand of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I wouldn't like pin like a very niche item like that. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. that kind of purpose. Just because you know there's that one guy that's holding on to like thousands and thousands yep. of them. But even then, like, you know, who cares? Like, you know, he made an investment and it paid off. Like, yeah. Good for him. He held out for how many years? I think that is cool. Like a decay. I think decay is cooler than curse. Yeah. Like an uncurable uh, drain on whether it be your stats or your HP or prayer or something like that. Where it's just constantly going down. Like the curse effect in Barrows where yeah. every certain period of time your prayer just gets drained. You know what bothers me about that? They didn't. What? They didn't let the spectral work for the half prayer drain. It yeah, act, I don't get that. It actually bothers me because I remember getting a spectral. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to go use it at Barrows, and whenever it decays my prayer, it's only going to be half drain. Nope. And they didn't. It scammed. was an oversight. God damn it. Yeah, this has never been changed. Yeah. That was like one idea. Another one, like involving team mechanics, where let's say bricks fall from the roof of the room of the pyramid that you're in, they trap you and your teammates have to get you out. Like you can try to get yourself out, but since you can't move as much, it's a lot slower. It'd be a lot easier for somebody who has free use of their arms and hands to like, you know, mine the rock or clear the rubble to get you out of the entombment. I'm trying to think of like what else was on there. There was also the idea of remember the key master idea they had for TOB where one person can't attack and has to be the tank and carry something to the exit. And then your teammates have to defend for you to keep oh, you alive. Shit. I think I kind of recall yeah, an idea like that I've always loved, but it never got introduced to TOB. I want them. I want them to come out. I I, we, I already talked with Adicon about a bunch of different ideas, but one of the ideas I didn't share was like I think I kind of had mentioned it, but just uh, 
and attack sort of or like the boss like the main boss shoots out like a cannon of like six attacks within a tick of each other and it's almost like a memory game to see like what like he'll shoot out mage range mage mage range range or something like that you know but then it comes at you like three ticks after it and you have to like remember it you know and then kind of like six jabs, but all the attacks yeah. happen at once instead yeah. of like while the others are like you know telegraphing them. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of if you ever played Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga or like any of the Mario and Luigi RPG games before. No, I didn't. Played Mario Sunshine. Yeah. Mm, different style of game. No one's platformer. This one was like RPG, and okay. the fights like some bosses would have attacks where they shoot out green and red to signify like you know which brother they're going to attack. And they'd go off screen. You'd have to remember like which projectile was coming down in what order to block against them. So I kind of like that idea. Yeah, or let's shoot like a fireball and then a rock in like a bunch of like different orders, and then you've got to block against them at the right time. Yeah, I like that. Or even like imagine, uh, you know, it shoots out range mage, and then it throws a rock similar to like demonic gorillas, where there's a rock going to fall on you as well. So it's like you have to remember. You know, maybe up to like six. I don't. I don't want it to just be a memory game where if you have a big fucking noggin, that's the only way you're gonna pass it. But like something where it's like, you know, people with how many authenticator codes we get nowadays, I think people can remember six numbers or six different things in a row like pretty mm-hmm. quickly. So I think I think that's just a really fun, quick mechanic where it just shoots out something and you have to remember six different attacks and then like you know, after three ticks, they're all coming at you at once and you had to have remembered. Yeah, and I'd imagine people would be able to do that, but I'd still like them to make this one harder than TLB, but, like, matching difficulty for content is kind of hard, in a way, as a developer. Have you ever played Halo before? Uh, I have never been a fan of Halo, I'll be honest. I was way more of a fan of Call of Duty, and it just led to more of a just despise, almost, for just halo i hated how it's like sporadic everything was just jumping around shooting people a million times like like yeah. this. i was just gonna bring up the uh the difficulty like you can have in the campaign where there's easy normal heroic and legendary but the jump from like heroic to legendary where heroic is like you know difficult but fair like to the player and then legendary is just absolute bullshit where it just spams you with stuff mm. and they kind of need to make sure they actually stay more towards the heroic side where it is difficult content but it's, it's at least just, fair yeah it's not stupid like yeah i'm trying to think of something in runescape that would fit under that category where it's just like absolute like bs I, i'm trying not to single out maiden on this one but i'm kind of looking to her right now <laughs> with blood spawns where yeah. like i guess like when you get six or seven out at the same time it becomes like absolute like bs to fight her and like even a group setting, it becomes like absolute BS. And there, I remember clips before they fixed her, quote unquote fixed her. But there was like fifteen in the room, and there's this one guy left with Tebow, and he's swarmed by like eight of them in like one segment of the room, and he's like trying to like dance to get out of there without getting killed by them. Yeah. Like I wouldn't do something like as spammy as that. It's like you know keep it like you know simple in a way, but also make it like challenging to execute and challenging to like manage, but not so far as to where you're rattling your brain. In order to clear the damn thing. For sure. I really, again, I talked with Adicon. We definitely went into the subject pretty deeply, but I want real puzzle rooms that are just very fun, very engaging, very quick, but still yes. big brain. Yes. I'm glad you agree with that. Adicon's very focused on combat. I feel like he just wants things to be very combat centric, but I really hope that this, you know, maybe you're in a pyramid or something or in a Pharaoh's tomb. 
you know there are truly puzzles that are like okay this is and it it randomizes but it's not to the point of you can get fucked on rng it's just it's a randomized but they're still very like within a few ticks of each other about how long this should take to solve because eventually people you know be plugins coming out or something and if you get scammed on a puzzle that just takes too long it's just stupid so they need, absolutely yeah. something i had in mind was like a decryption kind of puzzle so you've done both the fairy tale quests obviously and you know there's a part where you have to go to the cosmic rune altar and then read the cipher that's on the board that shows you a quote from the fairies oh yeah and you compare those letters like they spell out cosmic rune altar or something like that and you have to use that clue to decrypt like the message on the back of the fairy enough certificate so I was thinking something like that, where you read hieroglyphics on the wall that give you a command in order to open the door, and it would relate to an order of emos, kind of similar to that with Urian Medium Clues, where it would give you hieroglyphics that would read in an Egyptian language, dance, and then cheer. <laughs> that would actually be dope. You have to do those emotes in a row. Or imagine there's like, imagine, um, it, it's... It, like imagine like darts are flying at you but the only way to dodge them is to do an emote because you're stuck in place but if you do a certain emote the the darts go right through your arms or something like you know like you do like a dancing emote and like the darts are literally like flying through you like the matrix like (laughs) that would be kind of cool something stupid like that like i don't know but yeah that that sounds kind of cool to actually utilize emotes those have never been utilized ever dude agility cape emote would be the best in sight you could just jump over all the darts shit yeah now there's let's not, let's not put 99 agility as a requirement to do grades three though please i really don't like that skill <laughs> i really am still a huge advocate of the kind of fall guys memory course where there's you know a five by five room and each tile is like flashing with a certain icon and then it'll show you the icon that you need to stand on but each of you have a different icon you need to be on yeah so you run to the certain tile that you've memorized i just something very quick and it's it would have no penalty on time because they're all the same room length but they're very they're still very puzzle based where it's like you have to remember this i love that i like like to see a a bunch of different puzzle rooms and not like oh you got a thief chess or oh you got to light fires and then kill the demon or shoot these guys and cross this road like actual puzzles (laughs) no for real and they could make they could make so many of them that are truly randomized where it's not just you know the exact place to be exact timing but they don't that the randomization will not fuck you with rng you know there's so many different ideas mm. yeah granted like plugins are going to be made for this kind of thing but yep. that's a completely different topic for another day yeah there i think somebody asked about my view on that so Let's what see. are your thoughts on that actually like and uh the other thing is just clients in general we'll just move on to there because uh you know, there's always going to be plugins and plugins for the most part, I think are actually just a huge quality of life, but they can go way too far in clients as well, where especially like Adicon was saying, where things really do get to a competitive thing where competition uh, like is actually a part of the game where it's not some arbitrary thing where it's like you actually may need a client to get something done in a certain amount of time or make it get it done easier. Like, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, there are some plugins that are good quality of life. Like my favorites being the GPU render for like on the Runelite client. So if you've got a decent video card, but a shitty CPU, like a low RAM kind of stuff, you're actually able to run the game at greater than 20 FPS with this. Yeah. And that's what I took to back on my old computer. I ran GPU in low detail. So my 
old crappy PC could run this game on the Runelite client. And vanilla client, oh my god. The second I got off of that, it's like I could breathe again. I could actually run in like higher than 10 frames. Uh, and even other stuff like, you know, marking for agility course or like, you know, experience trackers, loot trackers, all that kind of stuff. It's all quality of life, like kind of stuff. But then you start blurring the line a little bit when you go into other things, even tile markers. Like they're useful for like learning and stuff early on. But then you see like some people setups where so many freaking tiles are marked in certain places. And that's just like scraping the surface of like what clients can do. This is just room I'm talking about right now. Yep. Like I, I won't even get into the inventory tags argument, but <laughs> <laughs> it's something in of itself. Even like some other stuff in Runelite is kind of strong for what it does. And like even plug and hub aside, I know there's like some things that can essentially do certain skills in the mini game for you without the use of botting. Like you're still gonna have to input certain things. And the quest helper plugin on the plug and hub, oh my god, it is it's it's like borderline like not having to use your brain anymore. You just follow the arrow, click on whatever's highlighted, and then just go. Jesus. It even tells you like, I... what items you need for certain parts of certain quests. Like, I finally saw the Song of the Elves one last night on Pug and Stream, and it wasn't on the plugin hub at the time when I did it on this account, but oh my god, like, how much that plugin helps in quests. I was watching him do the light puzzle. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's actually just done for you. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I've, ne- it, it I've never like used takes... them. It kind of takes some of the beauty out of the game in a way, but I'm not like just attacking that plugin in general. But it's like it's a lot a, of it kind of removes it. It's a strange thing when people start talking about you know it removes nostalgia, or removes the magic of the game, or removes the beauty of it. But like, because I think, for example, clues. Remember when you like used a sextant and clock and stuff and chart or whatever the hell you used to use to solve clues, or you just go yeah. to the wiki real quick and like look up the coordinates like and when puzzle solvers weren't a thing you had to like solve it yourself like there's it's like cool in a way like i don't know it's like such a strange topic where it's like do we really want the beauty to stay because like i understand the point like i understand like you know we want the game to be this you know kind of like you just want you want like quests to have been a journey for yourself you know and not just solved for you but at the same time so much like we just love it so much that it's like is this really a bad thing but at the same time you know when can it really cross a line so real quick i'll say my stance on like all the clues stuff because i've done my fair share of clues as well like the coordinate ones like dig here talk to this person you can wiki that stuff and that's fine. Like, I really don't care about like an overlay showing who to talk to or which tile to dig on because you can quite literally pull it up off a of wiki. You can just type in 1750 North and 830 West or whatever it is, yeah. whatever the one by the DKS ferry ring is on the North Shore of Relica. Because I had that one recently. Something like that. You can just Google it and it shows you a picture with like a square and like where you dig. And you can just do that instantaneously. The puzzle solver one I'm like on the fence with where I love it because I literally can't BS solving those things after solving thousands if not tens of thousands of them over the course of my life, I'll get out of plugin. Now I'm just like, man, I got places to be. I got sweets to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just get this out of the way. The yeah. light puzzle one, I only found out about fairly recently because I would like try and solve the light puzzle legit. Even with the plugin on that tells me how to solve it. I did not see the letters on top of that interface until, I don't know. Like I did it on, <laughs> I think it was when I was doing it on poultry when I was attempting a master clue and someone's like, the solution's right there. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, look at the top of the box. I'm like, I felt like the biggest idiot ever for not seeing it. It had been there since the dawn of time. 
and I did not see it. Yeah. I was still solving them legitimately. I'm like, okay, well, now I know that exists. I guess I'm using it. Yeah, it's like it's kind of tough because I don't know. You can't ever really get rid of it, and it's something that's hidden as well to the point where it's like if they arbitrarily got rid of it, people would just be able to get clues done faster because they would still use it, but there's no way to really catch them, you know? It's like yeah, a lot of the plugins that are out yeah. now on like some of the stronger clients, they're just overlays. It's not like entry swaps or anything like that that could be detected by software. So the only way you're going to get caught with it is if there's video evidence or you stream it or if you have a video yeah. on it. That's quite literally the only way you get caught with this kind of stuff. Yeah. And they end up being some of the strongest plugins as well. But there's just no way to detect it. Yeah, it's tough with like it's just tough because with combat achievements coming out you really don't know what the time slots are going to be and if they're very very intense um people are going to just have to use people are going to feel obligated to use clients because of how tough it is without them you know yeah and so it just gets to the point where it's like it wasn't really ever an issue it's kind of an issue with the small speed running community where it's like where you draw the line with plugins, but now it's going to get to like an overarching game thing where like, I want to complete Grandmaster. Oh, I want to ask you. So about services and they've still not had anything done about services. Do you think Grandmaster achievements are going to be legal for a player to do? Because right now, Infernal Capes are, you can't buy and sell. It's like, it's illegal to buy and sell Infernal Capes. But isn't there stance on services like you still can't do that? Like even for something like let's say um, paying for somebody to mine amethyst for you or something like that, even along those lines, isn't that not allowed? Dude, they do it all the time. I don't see anybody getting banned for mining amethyst. Yeah, because they can't track it. If someone's just parsecing you, <laughs> how are they going to track that? Yeah, like I don't even think it. I don't even think they're banning people, even if it was clearly that somebody else is on their account, because they still they say account sharing's. You shouldn't account share, but they've never really taken a stance on it except for like buying and selling infernal capes. At least yeah, as far it's a as fuzzy I gray area. So do you think with these new grandmaster tiers, do you think they're gonna make a stance on you can't have other people doing this or else you're gonna get like a two week ban and stuff? Mm, like do you think it'll be harder than possibly it's just hard to say because like with the they on they honestly need to address account services and shit like that and account sharing in general if they're coming out with these new combat achievements where it's not just simply the inferno anymore it's like i think it has to do with a lot of legal problems as well if you you kind of remember to when um rs bot got banned or like not banned but taken down through like legal action like that wasn't an overnight thing that took time to get together Hmm. i don't know if like the same kind of thing is going to work for the discord services i know they're working with discord right now to try and take these kinds of things down but i don't really know too much about like the internal work of jagex i know quite literally as much as anybody here listening right now as far as what's going on with that yeah but it's something that they are working on as far as i'm aware and it's something that really shouldn't be allowed at the end of the day because I think about it. If you're playing, like, let's say Mario Brothers for the Wii or something, would you really pay somebody to get through the first four worlds for you? It's just... I know it's, like, a bit of a shit comparison, because yeah. these are two very, very different games, but it's the same principle that applies. Yeah. I don't know. I Literally, like, for me, it's just... 
make it all legal or make none of it make it all illegal and make it all legal because yes yeah, so there's no fuzzy gray area yeah, or just, like people complaining or yeah. ratting each other out kind or, of deal or just using somebody's account because account sharing is fine apparently using somebody's account with an infernal cape like what is literally mm -hmm. the difference yeah um it's yeah. it's all fuzzy gray area stuff and i don't yeah. really like it too much i'd rather just be like concrete rules on things so there's not this weird squabble that's going on every other day yeah and there's always going to be people that are mad and stuff like that. And like, I've been mad. I remember when clients got out of hand and then they started making certain rules on what was allowed and not allowed. And you couldn't left click ham members anymore to pickpocket. Like, God damn it, dude, that affected me so much. I'm like, why is this a thing? So and then always... they just made that change anyway. <laughs> yeah, It's just like, I know it's just like very, it's going to bother people. So you know, the more game be the more the game becomes is do whatever you want. It is cool in a way because you don't have to feel like anything is being taken from you. But like, there's got to be lines drawn for stuff. So, and there's got to be like, like you said, exact lines drawn. Like, okay, this is not allowed. Not just these gray areas. Yeah, it's also just moderation as well. The fact that they can't catch anybody for this kind of thing yeah. it doesn't help either so people just know they can get away with it there's practically zero risk tied to it yep um kind of curious so Frey is i have two different things um but Frey is asking thoughts on removing one of the red crabs from theater of blood on solos effectively effectively making it completable without purple sweets or extreme excessive ticketing so i'm assuming that's like that 15 minutes where you're just doing nothing basically in that's my favorite part because that's when i can stop paying attention to the raid and actually talk to people do you think so, if there was a way to just get rid of that whole phase and just make it done would that be good for theater blood solos would you like that the thing is if it was only one red crab it would be clearable it would be a bit faster than doing the 15 minute milk in the northwest corner but holy hell would it be hard because you'd still have to tick eat. It's not removing that tick eat factor. Like once you take in a zap to the face after divine potting, you're tick eating every single zap from that point on until phase two is over. It's not going to remove that part of it. Unless they remove the zap from solos, which I don't really see them doing ever because their initial ideas for theater of blood was make it so it can't be sold. Or if it is, it's like dead impossible to do. Yeah. Okay, and so like I've had discussion with Arcanes in the past about like potentially removing a red crab, and I've asked other people who are like you know big into the solo theater community, as small as it is, like what their thoughts would be on that. And honestly, as long as you're able to still do the old method, we're fine with it. But it's not really something that should be prioritized, I guess, if that makes any sense. So but I wouldn't I, mind if it happened. I don't know Theater of Blood enough. I don't know solos enough. But like, if there was a way to just I'm not going to be the one deciding what that way is, but if there really was a way to just get rid of that whole 15 minute segment in a way and reduce it to the point where you can just keep DPSing Verzik, some arbitrary thing. And again, I might just be just stupid and ignorant here, but like to kind of streamline soloing theater blood in a way, is that a good thing for the game or should it really be kept as is as this thing that it really is just kind of a flex. It's not a, a thing you can just it's not a thing that most people besides you would just maintain and keep going for yeah even then i wouldn't want anything tied behind it where it gets like in-game praise or like any sort of reward like monetarily for doing it other than hey 
like you know this your flex you were able to do arguably one of the hardest things in the game kind of like there's no extra reward for doing a no pillar inferno yeah okay if that makes any sense yeah i agree and the I idea just... of like removing a red crab if you try to fight it that way where you hit the red crabs and then hit Verzik, it's a lot harder than you think it is because that zap comes out every five range attacks and then you're mixing magic attacks in there so you got to keep track of the range attacks when they're not always up and you're going to forget a lot true and i did it that way on trailblazer i completely lost track of like where the range attack was if there's anything this game has taught me i cannot count to single digit numbers it is impossible (laughs) exhibit one hydra exhibit two hyunliff exhibit three verzik i cannot count to single digit numbers it is so hard i just imagine if nightmare had a counting mechanic fuck that how many hours you have to spend there just counting would you okay? Serious question. Would you like it better if Nightmare did X amount of range attacks in a row than did X amount of mage attacks in a row? No. Or X amount of like melee attacks in a row? Or do you prefer it the way it is? I prefer it the way it is. I. It would be kind of cool if it was almost like, um, kind of like how Ulm works, where it's like a twenty-five percent chance of switching up, or something, where it's just kind of like as soon as it switches the mage, you almost feel like it's going to be on mage for a little bit. But not my experience, I feel like I'm fighting a Jad every time I fight Ulm recently. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what Nightmare is. It's just Jad, it's just an unpredictable Jad. And like, but it's mm-hmm. literally fine as is because you have plenty of time to know what it's doing. Yeah. And I just, as much, as much as I dog Nightmare, the one thing they did correct about Nightmare is how fair its mechanics are. You know, I say like, you know, there's, a line between like you know difficult but fair yeah and then total bullshit nightmare falls under that line where like you know i wouldn't say its mechanics are too difficult like you do have to pay attention but that's the problem with it is that you have to pay attention the whole time yep there is no break really there's no rest amazing. there's no phase where you can kind of take a break yeah but it's fair at the end of the day like yep. if you do something incorrectly you'll get punished for it and if you do something correctly you will be rewarded for it yep now it's they've made it nice to the point where like yeah, no, and they've they've even made even like the husks, for example, used to be really obnoxious because even if you prayed against them correctly, you'd still take a seven, but like potentially, they've changed it so like if you praying against them, like they just won't hit you, which is just nice. It's just rewards flicking, you know, where it's not just oh I'm gonna camp mage now because that's the thing that'll do the least amount of damage. I saw that change. That was really nice. Yeah. There's just little changes like that. And like the parasite, if it's on you when like all the pillars are down, it'll just alternate between prayers and you can guarantee protect against it, which is just nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just, there are good things about nightmare and it's very simple where it's like when it's changing phases, they've really nailed it now, even with Hydra where it's like Hydra's changing a phase. You can still hit it, you know, mm-hmm. like, I just love that where it's like, grotesque guardians how they used to be we're just watching these fucking animations just like come on more than more than half that fight was watching the animations and dodging the purple and orange lightning you remember when the community was literally begging for that intro to just be taken away and i could just tell the artist whoever it was was just like don't take it away it's so good i worked so long on it it actually like the cinematic to that was really good and honestly as far as boss design grotesque guardians is one of my favorites i I think it's one of the coolest boss ideas we have in the game but yeah the transitions and stuff them being shortened was fantastic because they literally would take up more than half the time you're fighting it's obnoxious yeah 
I, I actually really like grotesques. I never actually have done any kills since the update because I spooned the entire boss. Jar, 20kc, pet, 240, core, Man. core like 500. This guy, man, he complains he's dry at nightmare. Yeah, no, got my fourth goddamn <laughs> helmet last night. Fuck me. Yeah, at least fine. you can launch it to the main. Yeah, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, Necro Eric asks, de-ironing. This is a big one. De-ironing oh. of your amazing Iron Man. Okay, so remember how I said I was going to bring up nightmare? Well, this is the topic where I guess I intended to bring it up even though it's been brought up like what two or three times already for some yeah. reason <laughs> okay so the ironing of my i guess in his words awesome iron man i guess at the time it was considered good because it had every pvm item completed and that was like one of the main reasons i had already done everything i had full armor full bandos had an ellie from corp top completed cops completed with the dust uh zook pet quite literally anything you could want on an iron man at the time and it had been something that I've been thinking about since before I eventually got my Tebow. It's like the grinds are just like, you know, too much having to do chores to do any content. Like, you know, I, I've already done this for like so many years and the main account I had to play on is to this day, still not secure. It's been logged into by someone else maliciously and got recovered. So I don't trust it anymore. Yeah. So I had nothing else to really play on. And I'd already gotten all the diaries done, all the quests done, literally everything done on that account. And I really didn't care much for the Iron Man helmet anymore. And it just got worse and worse with every like passing month. And it's something I thought about for over a year before actually doing it. But there were a few straws that finally broke the camel's back. Just before RuneFest 2019, they released the Fremitic Exiles quest. It was like a 20-minute long master quest. Like That didn't bother me or anything. Like, you know, the quest being too long, too short, doesn't really matter. It was a pretty funny story. A lot of good jokes in there. It's the freaking Basilisk Knights that came along with it. That freaking that jaw grind to this day I have still not gotten the basilisk jaw. Four thousand plus kills on task between old one and poultry. I have never seen a jaw drop. Can and I... right before RuneFest happened, I was about three thousand something kills in on task. Had not gotten the damn thing yet. Got lots of pointy hats though and lots of heads. Got lots of those. So already I just was not feeling it. This is the only item left for me to grind that I still needed. And I'm like, you know what, I'll see through RuneFest. I'm not going to, like, you know, take the helmet off yet. I'll see what RuneFest has to offer. If there's something that, like, blows me away, then I'll stick with it. And, yeah, RuneFest 2019 announcements, you remember them. When the Nightmare of Ashihama got talked about, it's like, you know, a new corp-style boss. I'm like, great, another monster that I'm going to have to grind for 1,000 kills to get one item. So I just said, yeah, I'm chucking the helmet. The only thing I enjoy doing is solos now, and it's not really sustainable in the way I do it. It's not really feasible. I don't care about the helmet anymore, so I just launched it. So when you launched the helmet, it was gone permanently. What what were your thoughts on it? Because I, I want your honest thoughts on it for people considering de-ironing because there has been, you know, people that are just... People in my chat will be like, hey, I want to de-iron. I just don't like how long these grinds take. What were your honest thoughts and, like, the time span of, like, did you think? Did you ever regret it? Did you kind of wish you hadn't or wish you had known something or like just go into it a little bit for people that do consider de-ironing all right something i will say is if you're not having fun with the game and you know you're not having fun you know you're not going to have fun with the account anymore it's definitely something that you should consider and don't really dwell too much on regretting it later down the line 
Because if you have that mindset of like, you know, thinking that you're going to regret it, then you probably will regret it. When I did mine, I knew immediately I am not going to regret this at all. And I was 100% sure of that. It's just, if there's nothing that you really enjoy doing on the account that you wouldn't get by just being a main account. Or if you're not like, you know, 100% progression based, much like you, I know you're never going to DI on your account because that's just the kind of thing that gets you. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that you like. You like building up this thing constantly and just pushing your Iron Man to its limits and seeing like how far you can actually complete it to the point where you're willing to do 7,000 plus elite clues to finish a tuxedo set. Like you're, you're a madman. <laughs> Don't call me a madman yet. I got to do it. Still, yes. You're still the do, not just the theory crafting. God. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Damn it. I'm calling you a madman along the lines of the reason I call Shadow a madman because you're willing to complete Nightmare on an Iron Man, and that's already mad enough as it is. Yeah, I... So, yeah. Shit, yeah. Like I said, that, that, when I saw that, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm done. I saw the releases, I'm like, there's nothing new, nothing that I really want to complete as an Iron Man. And... Honestly, just prioritize fun first. This is a video game. It's It's not a job, unless you're, like a streamer i guess and it's your job to do that kind of thing this game is meant to be fun it's meant to be enjoyable if you're not enjoying being an iron man anymore because you feel like you've accomplished all of your goals and the only thing left is like you know the several hundred hours grind to get a scythe or to get a tivo or something and you're already like one and a half to two x to three x dry on it and you're just genuinely not enjoying it anymore don't feel afraid that like you know people are going to ridicule you saying like oh why'd you do iron man it's like, probably because, like, you know, I didn't get lucky by getting a T-Bow at, like, you know, 20 KC, like some Iron Men I know. And, like, you know, I'm still sitting here, like, you know, 2K KC without it, and I'm just not enjoying myself. I'm Bro, I'm straight up not having a good time. This is a damn video game at the end of the day. Like, this is what we do to have fun. Like, this is what we do to get away from, like, you know, work grinds or IRL grinds or marriage grinds or something like that. Yep. So we do just enjoy ourselves, just have fun. That's like, good. I have fun with my main account as it is right now. Like, the second I got rid of it, I was able to do what I wanted in the game. Then, like, you know, do a whole beeline of chores for, like, 30 hours just to do one kill count. It was great. So I got to genuinely enjoy doing it. What was the what was the coolest part about being a main that you hadn't considered before de-ironing? When you were a main, what was something that was like, wow, I didn't even consider this. This is, like, amazing. I went from zero sweets in my inventory to 100,000 sweets in my inventory <laughs> over the course of four seconds. 
and that was amazing. The item spawner in Northwest Varrock. Yep, the iron, the the item spawner. You just choose whatever you want, and you get it. It wasn't even the Grand Exchange. It was a buddy of mine, Apple. He, uh, like, we all knew that the iron was happening, so he started like you know picking up sweets. He's like, "How many do you want?" I'm like, "Start buying a hundred thousand because there's a GE limit for them." <laughs> and I bought them right off him as soon as I de-ironed. I'm like, "Sweet, let's get to work." That's awesome. Just the freedom to quite literally do anything you want. Yeah. And you you can see, I mean, you know, even with progression base, there are main accounts. I just think of, you know, hey Jace. He is going mm-hmm. the absolute limits on his accounts, already gone two hundred mil all, and now he's going for completionists and pets. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to be an iron to do what Iron Men do, especially now with the collection log. Yeah. Um, and I got everything I wanted out of Iron Man. I got all boss completions, all raid completions, all the pets I wanted, all the achievements I wanted. Like, hell, after I sold a scythe, like, everything else in the game just felt incredibly bland. Like, lacking of purpose, if that made any sense. I just have to say, I mean, I soloed a... Or I didn't solo the TiVo, but I got a TiVo 20KC, you soloed a scythe in 20KC. Didn't you get every fucking TOB weapon in 20 solos? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I swear think was... you got every goddamn weapon. I was, like, 915 without one. I remember it was three KC for my first purple, and that was a Vernick. And then I think it was Rapier on 11, Sang on 12, back to back into that, and then Scythe on like 19 or 20. Jesus, dude. Oh my god, the dream. Yeah, that... and even then, like my solo top goal is done. I have seven out of seven, and it took me quite literally the drop rate of a Scythe to get all seven items. What was the best, the single greatest feeling you've had in RuneScape? Do you think it was the... The first, or well, I'll, I'll let you. I'm not going to start naming off things, but what was the single greatest moment you've had in playing RuneScape? That's tough, because there's three of them that stand out in my mind. as like three things that I was really proud of. It was getting my first Infernal Cape back when not many people had it, like two or three months after release. And that was with a Dragon Hunter crossbow when we didn't have Warcath. Did like no damage. And that was incredibly difficult, especially at the time when I did not know as much about the game as I do now. And there weren't as in-depth guides either. No. (laughs) I got slapped around a lot in that place, but I actually learned a lot about the game by doing that. And then the other two times would be when I soloed theater for the first time and eventually like cracked through it, and then also soloing the theater for the first time without a scythe by using just purely Guthans to just sustain tank through everything. All three of those, it's hard to pinpoint which one was the best feeling moment for me. Because all three of them were like good in their own merits and like their own goals and their own feelings. But it's really hard to say which one I liked the most. It's just say all three of them equally. Okay. I remember just how I like, I remember watching your uh, getting your first solo TOB completion. Just how <laughs> fucking it's like the prison is over. The. The grind is actually done. A skill-based grind that was just finally completed after however long. I uh, remember it wasn't over. It just begun. That clip, man. The like, the joy, <laughs> just the relief. Dude, my awesome. roommate knew what I was grinding for. Like, he doesn't play the game, but he like knows some stuff about it, and like he knew what I was trying to do. And like, he came out of his room and. Like, he knew that I just, like, pulled it off, and he was, like, celebrate, like, right after, like, yeah. pulled some shots. It was actually pretty awesome. That's fucking awesome. 
best thing I've ever like seen on the ground. I know I've mentioned this before was a crossbow getting that after three months of revs. And I oh, thought three man. months was a grind. That just feels like how far we date back with each other. Like back to the days of 2k revs back when yep. that discord had less than 40 people in it. Yep. Yeah. Now that's when I was, that's before I streamed and I'd watch your streams all the time. And Dude, that's the old days when it cost 40 mil for two weeks. I think it capped at like 200 mil for two weeks near the end. Oh yeah, and I was in the I was in the perfect stage. I didn't have to pay a dime. I was just like one of the kind of like one of the beginner, the founders, you know. I was just mm-hmm. I was just fucking leeching basically, just like do whatever I want. But yeah. uh, I'm glad that grind was over. That I know for a fact now, though, that seeing that mace on the ground, it's gonna be the greatest thing ever. Just, Absolutely, I'm just gate kept by this godforsaken mace. That'll be the best. I think that'll probably be the best feeling. I think the best feeling I've had uh, was probably Infernal Cape or getting my first Tebow. I think just getting that Tebow as my first raids item was just, it was like mind-blowing. I could not, like, it was one of those things where you almost get paranoid because you feel like you don't deserve it and you almost feel like your account's going to get hacked at any second because of just how undeserved it is. It's just like, I was panicking, dude. I was, like, securing my account, changing passwords. I was, it's almost like, yeah, I don't know. It was, just, it was just crazy. Like, so many thoughts were going through because, like, it was such a magical item, you know? Like, a T-bow. Mm-hmm. And no, not many Ironmen had it at the time. It was still pretty, like, rare to see. Yeah, and still to this day, it's a massive item. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't say your sights over that because you went incredibly dry just for your first top weapon. Yeah, no, I think uh, if I had gotten the scythe first before the rapier, because I got the rapier at 915 and then a scythe at like 957. But that scythe, it was just, it wasn't even like an amazing moment. It was just this like disbelief, like what the fuck? Like it's actually done. Like I actually got the thing I wanted here. Like it wasn't like crazy where it's just like screaming, you know, it's just like, oh my gosh. There it is. That I can kind of relate with because that's how I reacted to my Tebow. I just saw him like, wait, really? We're done? Yeah, it's just strange. Yep. You almost can like imagine how you would react before getting something like that. But when, when you actually get it, it's just like everything changes. Like you're not thinking of like how you were ever going to react. It's just like a natural reaction comes there. Like, well, uh, okay, like shit, I was not expecting that. I can kind of relate with your Tebow reaction with the code that I got recently because... That's not something I was expecting, nor I was planning on getting this time around with my hardcore. Oh, yeah, I saw and that. Club. I just saw it. I was like, not a lot of people realize like how big that item actually is for solo theater. And I was just in shock that I got it that early. I'm like, no. <laughs> and then you realize MTA prison. I'm surprised you think the telekinetic room's the worst. It's literally the worst. Nah, nah, alchemy. Alchemy is just the absolute worst. I hate the alchemy room. I hate it too, but at least it doesn't take like you know anywhere near as long as telekinetic does. Does it though? I feel like the alchemy took yes. the longest. I felt like it was Were just you using high alchemy or low alchemy. High the the I, the entire time, you know, like but it still just felt like the points were so slow, so click intensive, so like God, dude. Even with the plugin, just so bad. Yeah, but the plugin you have to pay more attention in alchemy than you do in telekinetic. That's like one redeeming feature it has. Yeah. But it literally just takes so long to get all those points. Like, my God. <laughs> yeah. No, they're all pretty bad, but I think the alchemy just takes... It's just 
it is it's just 100 percent worse it just is mm-hmm. it's just awful um yeah. i'm kind of i don't know i'll get your thoughts on it first thoughts on an optional hd feature for osrs i'm optional. totally fine with that existing the graphics are never really something that like really drew me into a game it's more about the gameplay than it is the graphics so like why I like some newer games that are out right now, also like a lot of older games that are out that have really crappy graphics or even 8-bit or 16-bit. But if it was like an HD option that brought more players into the game, sure, why the hell not? So what would... Because I feel like he wants um, not just an HD where it's like the super nice GPU rendering that makes everything look like cleaner, but like I think he wants like the 2008 graphics as an optional. So Yeah, I saw the... from Midnight Cal about it where he was like beta testing it. It looks kind of cool. It's like it's nostalgic. It'll definitely like you know get more people interested. I feel, but if they exist and like it's optional, yeah, sure, bring it in. Would it affect gameplay? Do you think? Uh, I don't really think so. Because I feel like yeah, if it didn't have any effect whatsoever toward gameplay, um, I mean personally, I'm fine with it. I just don't want them to take up dev time for it. That's my opinion. Well, that'd be down to the artist dev time, not towards uh like content wise. That would literally just be up to artists. That's true. But still, so just slow take down up. like the the yeah. amount of updates. It would just be the artists now have to work on that in addition to it. So maybe it would slow it down a little bit, but they can always just hire another artist. I would feel. Yeah, hard to say. I am just I'm so neutral toward it. I just really don't care. But yeah. If it means anything of getting certain updates I want delayed, then no. But like, if it wouldn't affect anything, it's, why not? If it's optional, I'd still yeah. keep. I love the old school graphics. I can't, I can't get enough of it. I love it. I, in fact, I don't like how trees are looking really cartoony and stuff. Kind of like the Nate is not Arctic pine trees. It just look like. I love the medieval graphics. You know those doors that you zoom up on and you just see how pixelated they are. And yeah, the walls of stone. That's what I like. There's a few of those doors left. If you go to Freckenstrain's castle, like the shed in yeah. the back, <laughs> yeah. that door right there has those old door graphics. I love that. That's what I like. I love those classic medieval graphics. That's like, this is a medieval game. This ain't no Toontown bullshit. This is like the shit. This is the OG medieval just, you know. That's well, don't like. go to Priftinus. I like the black, I like the black uh, knight in that quest. What's that thing called? The Dark Knight Titan. Dark Knight, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That laughs> the just, old giant model. Yeah. Just, or just neck reels where you just look at their feet and they're, just, they're literally like just these blobs. <laughs> they're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's what I like, man. Like, yeah. This is like close enough to the graphical style I like. Like, I'm still that kind of person that would prefer 2005 and 6 graphics where dragons were literally just like... yeah horrible looking demons with like this arch of like just an outline of a demon i don't know i like that one better but i like how we have it right now it feels more form-fitting and more acceptable of the game yeah no i just like i do kind of worry about player count in the back of my head it's like you know who will get into this game who will stick with this game yeah so i feel like this is kind of the happy medium now we really got it good though like thinking about how great the game still is and how excited we are for certain updates like that's a really good sign for how old this game is Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came out originally about 20 years ago it's still running and has a very active player base to this day yep like that's that's nothing less of shocking to me so 
when okay when did you first so you said you started first playing runescape in 2004 yeah um what like got you into it like what like what did you do as a kid to like did you mine there was, okay you know what's interesting there's all there was three types of people it was always just if you were a miner a fisher or a woodcutter as a kid and i was a woodcutter but i feel like mm. all of my friends were miners what were you all right so i did not train woodcutting nor fishing i trained mining at alcarid mine brought the ore to the furnace in alcarid then took that inventory i didn't bank the bars <laughs> i brought that one inventory i made to the anvils in varrock smithed it into crap Sold it to the general store, went back to Alcarid Mine and mined some more. Would have to go into the sleeping bag periodically, because fatigue was a thing back then. And rinse and repeat until I had some money and I afforded a full mithril set. And remember how I said back then nobody was really good at, like, PKing? Yeah. I PKed another full mithril set in the wilderness. Like, both of us, like, had no idea what we are doing. We were both kids and shit. <laughs> but I PKed a full mithril set. I was, like, hyped as hell. And I felt, like, really strong. I had a bunch of food left in my inventory, so I went to find another guy, and then I died to him and lost both sets. <laughs> it was time to rebuild back to the Alcarid mine. What? Um... I don't know. It was, like, the weird kind of cartoony graphics that just, like, got me. I don't know. Yeah. No, I always... I think it was just the fact that it was an MMO, and MMOs mm-hmm. were just... Dude, I remember as a kid, I would look up on Google. I would just look up MMOs, you know? And I tried to mm-hmm. find a different game that was similar to RuneScape. And every single game I ever tried, you know, if if they were just free to play, tried. I'm like, dude, just nothing hits the same as RuneScape. Just nothing. Yeah. That's why I could play. It was free to play. Like, you know, yeah. I didn't really get an allowance as a kid. Yeah, I would so... like, if, if I could get five bucks, like, I'd have to clean the bathroom five times within, like, you know, a couple weeks. <laughs> and I'd get a dollar every time I clean the bathroom. You got money for cleaning the bathroom? Yep, I'd get a buck. I got nothing. I was just expected to do that. We had our chores, but like we didn't have much chores as a kid. Like we would, you know, we would be assigned to like wipe off the table after dinner or like, you know, clean, just wash the dishes or dry the dishes. They were very simple. I was not like, I had it pretty easy growing up, but like we were paid if we wanted to do, like if we wanted to clean the garage or clean out the gutters or something, we'd get paid. Mowing the lawn was like two bucks. Man, I wish. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't much, but like when when I saved up five bucks and got membership for like a month in the summer, God, dude, walking through Valley Gate, like to Sears. I kid you not, dude. The song Overture, um, on like the RuneScape playlist thing, like the RuneScape songs list, Overture, man, that song brings back so many memories of me sitting at Sears Bank and like just seeing kings there with abyssal whips and. They're boaters and them selling their fletched fucking magic bows. I was never a fletcher. One of my good friends was, though. Like, he had 85-plus fletching back in 2005, like early 2005. So all he'd do was just, like, chop trees and fletch. That's that new cell unstrungs. And just make his money like that. But he was, like, high up there. I got magic short bow off of him. It was really nice early on. And the song that gets me is Baroque, the one that plays in Artie. That one gets me just like Overture Oh yeah, gets you. Baroque. Nope, that one's yeah. that one is truly a classic. I just remember the ability to thieve was just I was like, dude, this is like the greatest game ever now. I can just steal shit. 
Yep, that's where I hung out at Artie all the time, stealing, <laughs> stealing cakes. cakes. Yep, yeah. <laughs> pickpocketing guards once they had forty, getting slapped like every other time. Yep, no, it was good so times. Like, good mm-hmm. times. Um, so let's think. So there's combat achievements coming out. There's when is Temporos coming out? That water Todd bullshit. Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> Apparently soon. I feel like the whole entire dev team is working on it to like rush it out. So Temporos is coming out. Is Combat Achievements coming out next month? I hope. I think they're coming out soon. I think it's the next update that's scheduled to launch, and then Temporos comes out after that as their next quote unquote okay. big project, I guess. Okay. Um, I just have to ask, what are your thoughts on these kind of... Because Combat Achievements, there's going to be achievements, and then they're going to come out with future bosses in the future, and then they're going to add those bosses with certain you know requirements or certain things you have to do with it later to the point where you lose your perks and you have to redo certain stuff like not redo it but you have to do new tasks to retain your perks that makes sense to me is that good yeah it's fine with me it's like i have to keep up with stuff kind of like when a new quest comes out you lose your quest cape yeah but what if it's like like i feel like the perks i mean a quest cape is just a quest cape it's just like a teleport but like some of those perks are pretty big and just losing them and Mm -hmm. like being like just here's my idea and i've already talked about it is like having a year thing where new content can come out in the year but it's not put into the combat achievements until december or january 1st like right then boom now everything is like everything from the past year up or if something came out like end of December, that wouldn't be added, but everything that kind of came out that year would now then be added just so they can like revise certain things. Cause every single piece of content that comes out ends up being busted for some reason at the beginning. And then, but I feel like a certain date where it's like, okay, now everything is just added to the achievement thing. And you actually could have retroactively completed it. If it was just, you know, kill something 10 times and you've already done it. Boom. It's already in there. I do like that idea, and I believe that's the way Jagex is going to approach it as well, where they're not going to be releasing like achievement tasks alongside a boss release yeah. or like a raid release. Let's say, God, like you know, forbid they release another raid or something, but they won't release like challenges for it until it's all been played out. People have like got an understanding for it. The mods understand like you know what a good time for it would be, or like anything of the sort. If it's got time tied to it, or what things could be done mechanically against it, such as flicking at God Wars or not taking mechanic damage at forecast, you know, something like that. Yeah. So they got to gauge like what belongs in what tier. And if it's something that can retroactively be tracked, like a time challenge and yeah, it'll automatically go in. And if it's something that can mechanically be done over the course of one to five kills, then yeah, all it would take you is just maybe 10 minutes to three hours, depending on what content it's being based around. And then you get your perks back. And yeah. since you already know how to do the content since it's been released, then shouldn't be too much of an issue, but It'll be like a certain waiting period before they actually implement combat achievements with any new release of an update. Do you have any ideas of what new armor slash weapons you would like to have released? Something that would benefit you? It would be your own little agenda, but like what would be a weapon or some designed armor that would be really cool to be introduced? I wouldn't like to say so much as an agenda, but more so focusing on things that have been neglected. And there's going to be a lot of people that disagree with me because we have Blowpipe and Twisted Bow in the game. But look at what upgrades we've had to range over the past five years. And I'm talking like actual upgrades to range. 
over the past five years. So post demonics and post raids one, we saw the Vorkath backpack and that's it. That is the only thing we've had upgraded to range. Since then, we've had, let's see, Brimstone Ring. I mean, you could consider that, I guess, an upgrade to range, but it's really not. It's more so an upgrade to magic in a way, and also hybriding. We have Ferocious Gloves, that was a buff to melee. We have Dragon Hunter Lance, that was a buff to melee against Dragon Bane. We have all the stuff that came out of Tob. Spoiler alert, none of it is range-based. Uh, we have all the stuff from Nightmare. Spoiler alert, none of wait, it is range-based. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you talking about? Justicure, man. I see a lot of people ranging with Justicure in the Inferno. That's a range update. Man, can we not talk about Disco? <laughs> oh, damn <laughs> That's something completely different. <laughs> but yeah, even still, like no buff has come out to it. And when you compare like gear that exists for the skill, what are you getting out of having Armadil, Chestplate, and Chainskirt compared to having Black Dehyde Top and Black Dehyde Chaps? You're getting six range accuracy and maybe some defensive bonuses. And if you played this game enough, you'll realize... That's nothing. Yeah, it, after a certain while, defensive bonuses mean quite literally nothing. But it weighs less. It, there you go. Woo! It weighs <laughs> less. I can move faster for longer. But even then, like some way to upgrade Armadil, like there was the idea, something I was really hoping would have come out from RuneFest 2019 was either an announcement for Raids 3 or an expansion of the God Wars dungeon, which opens up the ice door. And from what I remember from next, we had Torva, Pernix, and Virtus as the three like sets that you could get. You could also get the Virtus Wand. Or no, the which one was it? The Virtus Wand. I don't remember which one was which. It was some bow. I don't remember exactly what the bow was called. And then the Virtus Wand and then something else. I don't remember if there was a melee weapon. I've only gotten two drops from Nex and Pre-OC. And then I yeah, quit like shortly after that. But something along that line, which actually will increase damage to a certain degree, but not enough to the point where, like, it becomes, like, the absolute best combat style for everything anymore. Uh, just showing it, like, you know, some form of an upgrade, because we've been on Armadillo ever since the release of God Wars, and previously we were on Void until they nerfed that. And with the recent introduction of the server they gave us, I think it's pretty safe to say that some nerf is going to happen to the Blowpipe pretty soon, which will allow new updates to come in for the range combat style. What nerf would you want for the blowpipe? Just make it three tick or what? Absolutely not. That would ruin the weapon completely. Then what do you propose? Um, it would be reduced max hits for pretty much all tiers of darts, and then making it so if you're using a blowpipe with bronze darts, then you're practically borderline trolling. Like it'll still do damage, but it ain't really going to do much. Like right now, if you use blowpipe with iron or bronze darts, you're still going to put up damage, and it's kind of shocking how much damage you actually do with it. So it'd be like a bit of a nerf to accuracy. So it'll still be good against things that are brought down to zero defense, but it's not going to be as good as it used to be with the strength nerf that sides of the darts. I think that's a great thing. Just drastically remove the accuracy. I would even be fine with them keeping the damage of all the darts, but really massively reduce it. So it's really good against squishy monsters still, but just anything with high defense, you're actually going to just not be able to hit well. No, I'd still shave off like a max hit or two off of darts. Like even dragon darts, I'd shave one max hit off of at the very least. Yeah, that's fine, I guess. Just because it can out DPS a Tebow with dragon arrows on monsters where the Tebow should do better. Yeah. And that's that's disgusting. How a weapon that's worth five mil does more than a weapon that's worth over a billion. Yeah. Uh, now that's, that's that's just the problem with 
Zora's drop table. If it had just, if it had dropped nothing besides scales and uniques, God, can you imagine? Like, blowpipes would probably be worth like 50 mil. Probably. I mean, mm-hmm. if it just absolutely dropped nothing besides scales and uniques. Or maybe like a lot less loot, like kind of compared to God Wars, but scaled down considering how fast and how accessible it is. Yeah. So instead of getting, like, what is it, 50 mahogany logs, I think you get? Give it, you get like five or something like that. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, I mean, you look at Nightmare. Nightmare's like people. I'm fine with the loot, how it is. Like, I really am. But like, Nightmare's a 15 to 20 minute kill, 15 to 25 minute. If you're like just starting as an iron with a hosta, you're getting like 25 minute solos, you get 17 bass or you get like 90 blood runes for a 25 minute bullshit where it's like, that is like the extreme of the extremes you know where it's like you really are getting nothing for this um, i still think they should take away from corp a little bit where there are those few like you know uncommon drops that are w- actually worth something like you know the onyx bolts maybe yeah. not as many and the 2000 cannibals again maybe not as many but something that's like you know moderately valuable that you can hit once in a while that makes you think like okay like at least the day's kind of a success like i hit yeah. the uh i wish i wish nightmare would drop like or i mean don't change anything now because I'm getting toward. Well, I feel like I'm getting toward the end of the grind, but like, no, you're not. You're no closer to the mason <laughs> when you first yeah, started. No, it's awful. <laughs> no, but like seriously, if they had just given like a hundred air orbs, just some co- uncommon drop, a hundred air orbs noted, just something that's like okay, this is actually useful because I get a fuck ton okay, of battle stages. Yeah, that's that's an agenda, or just yeah. increase the goddamn clues. Like, why is it a one in one ninety for an elite clue? in a solo like your agenda showing again yeah i mean i'm just being honest clues clues are the greatest way to buff a piece of content without making it bottable like without increasing bots Mm -hmm. it's just like perfect because there's no way they're programming bots to go do clues after getting something even then like look at tob like the elite clue dropper used to be pitiful there and then they changed it to i think one in ten chests you get an elite yeah it's like one in eight point three or something some weird thing yeah and then cox and elite clue would actually take up a role if you didn't get a purple light yeah so like what i used to do with cox back when that was going on i would just intentionally leave an elite clue in my bank whenever i went to go do chambers because like i'm not having my like you know 200 era leaf drop get taken up by some stupid clue that's gonna give me jack yeah that's just i don't know at least nightmare has very good items like they're they are niche, but like me thinking about how re- like honestly, a mace is really good. It's it's just on level with like a rapier and stuff. But the fact like that it's the only thing that's good against crush. It's like it's worth it, man. It's just worth it in my eyes to go get it. It's starting yeah, to look so- not worth it, but it's still worth it. Something I found from Trailblazer as well. Holy hell, the volatile is actually such a good item. It's crazy. I think in Smack eighties. Dude, I hit 164 on the Nightmare Pillar in Cheryl Blazers. I'm like, what? Fuck. Yeah. Excuse no, me. It's, it's disgusting. <laughs> a three shot of Kraken with just three volley specs as well. I'm like, that should not be allowed. But then again, you can only get off one spec at a time because it draws 55 from your bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even still, I'm just like, this weapon is insane. Okay, listen to this. New item. I'm going to I'm gonna talk about two agendas that I have that I'm trying to push. Um, one of them is the ring of spec or the spec ring. This new ring would come from raise three or whatever the hell, some, some boss that comes out in the future. It's a ring that you wear that gives 
double spec regen. But you can't wear another ring because as soon as you take it off, your spec like resets, you know? So it's like... It goes to zero, even if you were on 100 when you had or, it no, 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 no. It doesn't do that, but it's like if you were in the... You know how it like updates every 30 seconds? If you were yeah. at 29 and you took it off, like it would just reset back down to zero. It's like you're not going to lose all your spec, but it's something where you can't just like switch to your B ring every hit, you know, and then just keep like rotating it in. But it's something... Uh, you would just have to camp basically to get double spec. Do you think that would be worth it? Do you think there's places if it brought your special attack meter down to zero, maybe, but like, as you said, you take it off at zero instead of 29. So let's say you get your spec bar back up to, let's say 60 or something. You've regended over the course of a minute and a half, as opposed to getting it to 50% over the course of two minutes and a half. Yeah. Then you switch it and put on your tyrannical ring or whatever ring, and then dragon warhammer spec or claw spec or whatever the hell you're yeah. doing. That that seems a little nuts. It would like make specs faster. So I like the idea of like you could use it. But but with all that time for the minute and a half, you've lost two max hits. So it's like there's that too. So uh, I think special it, attacks are very strong as it is. I think it is. Like I don't even think it'll be worth it anywhere, just simply because losing two max hits for a good minute or two. Is just in team setups, it could be. In yeah, some, that's what I'm thinking. And in that's, some ways, and that's what I want. I want it to be a niche ring where it's not essential by any means, but it does give certain things where it's like, okay, I can spec more, or maybe a Slayer task where you want to see Halley or some bullshit more. Just a ring that's constantly. And the other thing I was thinking is this ring. It would only it would only work in PvP situations, or no, not PvP. Sorry. It would only work in PVM situations. So if you're in the wilderness or any PVP situation, it just won't activate or it'll just lower it down to 100. But it would actually increase your spec um, max to 120 spec. Hmm. So you could actually retain 120 if you're wearing that ring. As soon as you take it off, it goes back down to 100. Or if you're in any PVP scenario, it goes back down to 100. But you have that additional thing where you can actually recharge it for even longer wherever or if you're using a pool while while using the ring it instantly goes to 120 hmm that I, is interesting in a way there's a lot to think about and i haven't thought of every scenario but it's just a niche new ring that could come out the other now here's the other agenda that i was pushing yesterday on my stream listen do you know how the blood fury should have acted as an onyx sink or should have acted as some sort of onyx sink um, mm-hmm. that is a big discussion in the community right now. And same with an elder mall buff that's been talked about forever. I came out with the most brilliant idea. I'm so proud of myself oh, is, is an elder mall that can be charged with onyxes and listen. So it'll, it would be similar to how an infernal pickaxe works where as soon as you've put a uh, smoldering stone into like an infernal or, or into a dragon pickaxe or ax, it turns mm-hmm. into an untradeable variant where you cannot revert it. It's now just gone from the market. Like you can't revert those things. So as soon as it's charged, even if it fully loses its charge, it still is an untradeable thing. And now it's, you know, it'll just act as a normal elder mall. So you charge these things with onyxes. It gives it 10,000 hits. These are just rough numbers, but it makes it. So it gives about a 10% chance of double hitting two by two or larger monsters. So it wouldn't change any metas with single monsters, but for two by two, so it wouldn't have any effect in PVP whatsoever because two by two or larger, it would. I 
the 10% is arbitrary. I'm trying to think of a, a number that would put it exactly in between like a mace or uh, in between a bludgeon and a mace DPS wise for monsters two by two or larger. So it's like, but it's charged with onyxes. So it takes onyxes out of the game, but it's like a, a, a weapon used for big monsters that would just be like, it would have like a 10% chance of double hitting or something. Just something to give that DPS just right in between the sweet spot of a bludgeon and a mace. And I think, Personally, it's a great idea, but what do you think about that? That sounds like something that could definitely change solo CM meta. Because I think Maul is still your best accuracy to hit on the damn thing. And you just keep resetting for runs where you get like two or three double hits in a row or something. Even though like that would be a one in a hundred to a one in a thousand chance to get. But speedruns would still go for that kind of thing. I like the idea of it. Just because I feel like the Elder Mall should be worth more than it is right now. Like, yeah. what's it at? Seven mil, maybe? Something it's bad. practically yeah. a useless item. My idea was to give it a spec bar and just give it a Dragon Warhammer spec. Be- <laughs> people were saying that. I just feel like it, that's just very just simple. And it's Lazy. almost like, just yeah, just why don't you just use a Dragon Warhammer? Mm-hmm. But I somebody wants to grind that thing. People are really into making it actually a good DPS weapon. And I think if it was charged, it's it's only going to be better DPS if it's charged with onyxes to get onyxes out of the game. And mm-hmm. it's only good against 2 by 2s or larger, so Cudgel would still be better DPS against one by ones So it's only given that against large monsters. I think it's, like, fucking brilliant. In fact, people, out in, people that are listening to this, put it in the comments. What do you think? Am I just stupid? Am I just, like, trying to make this happen? Or is this a good idea? I don't know. Because people have been I asking for it. I see something changed about it. Like, I got to think on that more and see how I feel on that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, to potentially give it double hits. Like, it sounds cool and everything. You get Onyx is out of the game. It gives Elder Maul the, a use again. Yep. And it actually has taken Elder Mauls out of the market, too. Because as soon as somebody's made one, it can't be sold again. So, would it be the same kind of thing with, let's say, an Infernal Axe or Pickaxe where you can charge it with an Onyx or a Maul, I guess? Uh, yeah. I mean, you could. But you would always choose the Onyx because they'd just be cheaper. But, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, if you're an Iron Man with like Ari having eight malls, yeah, he could use them all. I don't think he'd use up his precious <laughs> column of malls though. Yeah, but like, wouldn't that be cool if like an Elder Mall really had a great use against like big monsters and it was charged, taking out Onyxes, taking out Elder Malls? Like, it's an actual mega rare weapon that's good, mm-hmm. and it's solving two issues with you know. I don't yeah, know. It just doesn't really fit a use. Like to last at something, the crystal halberd is typically better. To DPS something, the scythe or even the bludgeon or the mace is better. Yeah. Like just kind of fell off to the side. Like certain DK builds use it. Like doing double granite maul into an elder maul finish. Yeah. Like they'll use that kind of thing. So it already does have a use. Yeah. And actually, it, that the would stay the not same affect too. PvP as well. Because yeah. players are one by one. It's just an idea, and the other thing is it actually fits lore because Tecton is literally an Elder Maul, and he literally drops an Onyx, so it's like... And that is the selling ticket right there. It fits lore. Yep, that's exactly what... And it all needed to fit, and it fits perfectly. Yeah. Anyway, my little it, agendas I've been thinking of. I think the the, uh, the idea of it, like, charging with Onyx is good. Maybe if the numbers were right on that kind of thing, it Yeah, could... th- th- you can mess around with it to, like get it to a yeah, good spot. Yeah, if enough DPS in certain areas where Crush is the best style, then yeah. Yeah. I would definitely like to see something like that. 
but so long as the numbers are right, so it doesn't become the best to use it. Exactly. I would think that's two by two or greater. Yeah, I would need to ask like GE Challenge or some big brain person to figure out the calcs to make it perfect. But like, I I really do like not just an overall DPS, but I really like the double hit where it's like you get that satisfaction when you proc the double hits. Like, oh yeah, like that was a big smack, and it's two mm-hmm. by two, so it's not like it's changing metas for players when you can double smack a player you know mm-hmm. so you know if they do that update there's going to be a bug where it hits one by ones and hits players there'll be a clip of some guy getting hit for like 260s from one elder <laughs> and <mall>. two g-malls <laughs> like all at once yeah no not even g-malls it just gets smacked by an elder mall for 260 Jeez. pluses yeah you're dead. literally just <laughs> rushing people if you're not fully a 121 hp you're gonna get yeah you're dead yeah but i'm just bug predicting because yeah. we've, uh, we've had our fair share of bugs in the past two years yeah, just a few. Yeah, just just a few. Only three rollbacks. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Only three, almost four. We almost had a fourth. Just a Tivo but... Bush. Yep. Yeah. A... Can I just like talk about that and how sad I was that I wasn't around for that? <laughs> like every time, every time something that had to happen where like it got rolled We're back or like above a drop table like Vorkas was buffed to the point where one of its drops was like five magic seeds or five palm seeds. Anytime that happened and it got hot fixed or rolled back, I was at work that day. I always worked on Thursdays. I always worked on his nine to five. Dude, Vorkath. And I missed out on all of that fun. Vorkath on release when it was dropping like 200 blue dragon scales noted. And like, yeah, five palm seeds, some bullshit. Like, oh my gosh, dude. I was in heaven. I was in heaven on day of release when I was getting blue dragon scales. I'm like, yo, this is fire. Like people were bitching saying like the table sucks. I'm like, yeah, it did suck. But... I was getting some shit that I liked. Like, yeah. We're talking about Cold One Agenda here. <laughs> I'm getting these scales. Yeah. No, I do that. I do my blue dragon scale collecting now when I craft Wraths. I'm going to have to craft so many now because, like, the new uh, Archaea spellbook with using Wrath runes to use the ashes to get, like, more prayer XP. Like, dude, we're going to need a lot of Wrath runes. And depending on how long this maze takes, I'm going to need to keep charging it for my harm or for my harm staff. So. Yeah, That'll I still gotta run. look into that update. I know like pretty much everything passed. Yeah, but I, I gotta look into see like what we're getting because I've I've I glanced over it. I didn't even vote. I don't really bother voting anymore, unless it's like a massive update. Yeah, I just I mainly read the polls and give my thoughts on it, and then let other people vote for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. yeah, I just don't even bother rolling up anymore. Yeah, but it's uh, or I'll vote on stream and give like my opinion so other people go for my opinion but mm-hmm. yeah it's um controlling the votes i'm actually pretty excited for it because they are going out of like the norm like that necromancy or not necromancy but like the resurrection spell mm-hmm. very scary to think that they're trying to do something like that but at the same time it's unique it's very unique yeah. and it could actually offer a lot of like cool things in the future which i always i'm always a fan of like something just brand new coming in where it's not like i don't know it doesn't seem like rs3 ish it just is like its own idea and it could be cool so i don't know yeah i'm excited i'm very rarely scared for like new updates and new things coming into the game if anything i'm more excited for what something could bring for the same reasons you said it's like you know something new something fresh it's could change metas not even just change metas just just something cool it's new <laughs> yeah no, I'm, I'm yeah just... everybody's i think like back in the day everyone was always excited for like you know the update of the week 
seeing what new shit was coming into the game. I feel like that's kind of been lost, but I'm still excited for like new updates when they come out. It's like, you know, oh, something yeah. new to do. Yeah, no, it's just cool. Like, mm-hmm. I, we all have our own opinions on what should and shouldn't pass, but like, at the end of the day, like, they are doing a pretty good job and they really listen to us and they've actually been doing more. The JMods have been putting out even more ways for us to communicate with them, like getting those Q and a tweets out earlier so we can all have our questions and stuff like that. It's very nice to see. And they're being very proactive about it. It's just really cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like we're really like the JMods and the community are getting really close and like, we're, getting shit done besides like you know very important things like account security besides all that like fixing servers and stuff other than that everything's like pretty good yeah the devs are really communicative with us but stuff like account security server stability that doesn't fall on them we can bitch at them all we want and say the servers suck they probably play the game too and like yeah servers fucking suck right now it's terrible i agree all they can do is like you know tell the people that work in that department hey like you know there's a problem with x y and z and that's about it that's literally all they can do. All right. But you, they've been really good with us. If you can, I'm grateful for it. If you could remove one update from the game, what would it be? Oh, boy. And it could be an entire update, or it can just be a simple thing. This is tough, because the hatred I have for certain updates and how they left a bad taste in my mouth, I want to say Basilisk Knights or <laughs> Nightmare. Please uh, just get rid of nightmares so I could have just never even had that <laughs> thought in my head to go there. If I were to get rid of one update, it's going to sound like really cop-out as hell. But at the same time, it's stunted a lot of like potential growth and potential updates for things for the past however many years it's been out. It'd be the, the fucking blowpipe. If I could remove one thing out of the game, it would hands down be that. Blowpipe? Absolutely. Interesting. Definitely changed so much. Like, think of a Dragon Hunter crossbow, how they just, the most arbitrary buff to it, just to make it on par with a blowpipe. Like, dude, mm-hmm. out of this, out of control buff to this crossbow, just to make it on par with a blowpipe. It's just a ridiculous that that needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And we have the twisted bow, which I, I I wouldn't remove that. It takes you an average of thirty million points to get one from Chambers of Zarek. That's a long time. Yeah, and, and it's itself. only good against certain things. Blowpipe can be good basically anywhere. Yep, and like I said before, in a lot of places, a blowpipe with dragon darts out DPS is a twisted bow. Isn't it basically like everywhere? Like where is a spot where it doesn't? The mage is an inferno because of their defense values. Okay. Like I said, it has to have pretty much little to no defense in order to be better against something where Tebow can get its absolute max hit. So places like Maiden, where the Tebow has a ridiculous max hit, you reduce her defense to zero, the blowpipe with Dragon Darts is better. There's one example. Not even that, it's just more consistent. It's firing every two ticks and doing a roll for damage every 1.2 seconds, where the Twisted Bow is doing a roll for damage every three. Yeah. So I guess another thing is like, let's say your weapon is teasing you where it rolls a miss or just keeps rolling low numbers over and over again. Like when the mage in Inferno is stuck at like 15 HP and you're like, oh, Tebow shot you kill it, but it takes you five hours to kill it because you roll a two and then you roll a four and then you roll a zero and then you roll a one. 
where the blowpipe could have had that job handled in the course of like, you know, the same amount of shots, but those shots take less time to fire. Yep. So obviously speedrunners switch to a blowpipe for the end of the mage as well, because it's a more consistent way to clear it. Yep. And it can still one-shot it on that HP they switch it to. I've always thought, like, what would be the fa- the absolute fastest Zora kill is if you just max hit with a blowpipe on task with dragon darts, just max hit Zora every single two ticks, just, like, how fast you could really kill certain things, like the potential. Whatever your max hit is, or sorry, Zora's HP divided by whatever its max hit is. Because yeah. that's essentially every speedrun. And a little meme we had in speedrun community is if you don't land a max hit for one hit, reset. Because it's not the fastest possible time it can be anymore. Because some psychopath will probably beat it by doing that. <laughs> yeah. No. It's like half meme, but also half kind of true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another question I wanted to ask is, who is the greatest OSRS player of all time? PVM was. Hmm. PVM-wise, okay, that changes the answer then. Yeah. So, And you can say PVM is any definition you want. You can decide that definition. So to decide like what makes somebody an incredible good PVMer, there's like a few different categories for it. One, adaptability, which would be like how fast you can like learn something and actually pick something up and get something completed. Something that Wooks has, where he's always the first to clear everything because he's able to figure it out very quickly. Um, there's mechanics like, for example, how fast you're able to, like, let's say a seven-way or eight-way switch if you're not using AHK like certain uh, people we know. No <laughs> names. Shout out Escape Speedrun Tournament. Um, and then there's also just execution as far as, like, how well you can do it and how consistently you can do it. There's, like, a bunch of different categories if you want to, like, define, like, how good a PVMer is. I can't really pin it to one person. Because there's a lot of really good PVMers out there, even people that don't stream. There's a lot of them. I guess like a fifth like bonus category is like, can you do it without using a client, or how like consistently can you do it if you turn the client off? I gotta really think on this one because like the obvious answer is to go for like Wooks or Exact in the immediate sense of the word, or even Lake as well, since he was one of the first people to get No Pillar Inferno done. I think he was the first yeah, to was. do No Pillar Inferno as well. Yeah. It would be to like go for one of them just because of their achievements, like the being the first to do a certain thing and how consistently they can do said content and just how overall good they are. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, we all I think most of the community would say either Wooks or Exact. I had to give a shout out to Lake. The man is like actually a fucking beast and he does so much more than just inferno every day or you know tob every day but like he'll he's been making iron men for a while now and doing other content like raids and other things nightmare now mm-hmm. and he's just he's so too. yeah he's so consistent like you can watch him do any piece of content and you're like not worried that he's about to die or get chance or anything like he's very smart and he's like mm-hmm. very humble about it and you just know like when he's doing any piece of content you're like all right he's He's chilling. And he's really fucking good at PvP, I realized. You yep. play him on LMS, like he knows what he's doing, which you wouldn't really think, but yeah. That's like another category I I guess include into like the best OSRS player, but this is just asking for PVM. But how well you do in PvP also defines you as like a player. Yeah. Cause after a while, at the end of the day, a boss is a boss and it's scripted to do the same thing every single time. And 
you can learn that a lot easier than you can learn how to fight against another player because every player will fight differently in LMS, let's say. Yeah. They all have their different curve. They all have their different priorities of like, you know, what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And then you've got to adapt to it. Like, and you'll learn, like, you know, is this person going to do a fake? Like, how often do they do a fake? When will they resort to it? And stuff like that. There's a lot that goes into oh, it. Oh, yeah. But for and, the then you, PDM, and then you doing your own mind tricks as well on them. Like, exactly. Fakies, yeah. And also how often you can land a freeze. Because, like, you know, being lucky enough to have magic playing just once in a fight is incredibly skillful. Definitely not mad at why we splash like seven times in a row at the start of a fight and then just log out. <laughs> just take off all your armor and just. I've seen that too many times where I'll just get so lucky on Barrage at the beginning of the LMS fight. And the guy just takes off all his armor and just flames me. Just, I've done that. Like, I don't flame. I just type whatever number of freezes I cast. <laughs> and then I just literally just de gear. And I'm like, I'm like, just type GG or GF or something. Just, I just give up. The thing about. Like, man, I just, like the thing about LMS is it's just so RNG based. It's like ridiculous. It's like it's like seriously, you can be having the time of your life when you're just DDSing people out 35, 35 to the face, and you're just having the grandest whole time. Then when it starts happening to you, it's just like fucking raging. Just like You know how rage inducing it is when you land a DDS off prayer against a guy in robes and it hits double zeros. <laughs> I'm just like, How? It's so bad. And, and then and like then I he hits a nineteen nineteen when you're in tank and like yeah. <laughs> like yeah it's bad i don't know it's, but it's just weird. like being able to like curb around things yeah. nowadays like if i land like four if i miss four freeze in a row i just drop the staff on the floor i'm like yeah i'm not using this style <laughs> to start bolting like it was my only way to win now since so apparently freeze ain't working today yeah sometimes it works most of the time it doesn't if you're up against somebody who's good then it's not really gonna work most of the time but i'm, I'm like deviating too much from the question at this point, I'd honestly have to say exact at this point. Luke's definitely is one of the greatest players of all time, and that's never going to change. I still think he's one of the greatest. Yep. But in this current day and age, I would 100% have to say exact. And look at what's on the man's repertoire. He's finished Theater of Blood on a one defense hardcore with, I think he ended over 800 KC or something yep. like that. He ended with a lot. Like, to go that many just on a hardcore in general is already kind of dangerous. Oh, yeah. But doing it on a one defense, like, it doesn't really matter as much as you think it does. It only really matters in three of the rooms, being Nalicus. But he had, like, a battle plan when he went in there as to, like, how to avoid every single piece of damage he possibly could during the waves. Like, he knew that's everything about it. big brain as hell. It's not just, oh, he took the easy route. It's like, nah, dude, that's big fucking brain. Yeah, people think, like, oh, he got carried to that many. I've raided with him on that account before. He is on top of his game. Like, he prioritized every single spawn that is aggressive in the rotation every single time. Like, clockwork. It's like he was doing the same raid over and over and over again. The same actions. You'd think it was a bot doing it. Dude, I'm going to have to agree with you, because I think Exact is mechanically the most impressive, like, player, PVM-wise, like, we've ever we've ever seen. Yeah, Just he's like... consistent. He... Was the first to get forty combat inferno with firebolt and a brine saber. Fucking nuts! I still, I still cannot fathom how crazy that accomplishment is. I seriously, can't. It's just so mm -hmm. it's too ridiculous. It's actually too ridiculous. Mm -hmm. like, and overall, like I guess another um, attribute that's like good for a PVMer is 
how small of an ego they have as well. That's another oh, big thing. Because yeah. there's not really that many PVMers, I think, in the game. Like, it's very rare. Like, obviously, it stands out when somebody's, like, being incredibly toxic, saying, like, bro, you suck at this content. What the hell? Yeah. Like, I got I got this figured out in two raids or something. Like, at the end of the day, you're being used to still about fucking RuneScape. Like, calm the fuck down. But that's, like, more so about, like, character than it is about, like, how good they are at something. But a lot of the times, I think it's, like, them deflecting other things. Or maybe there's some problems, there's some things they can't do in PVM scenarios, so they act arrogant about the things they can do. I don't know. But yeah. I've always noticed, like, the better PVMers in the game are incredibly humble. I mean, like, hell, look at Wooks and Exact, two of the nicest people in the entire world, and they're absolute gods at the game. Yep. Even Lake, too, if we're going to go to him for his yep. first, like, you know, the first ever No Pillar Inferno. I'd even say... He's one of the nicest people I ever met at RuneFest. Yeah. I'd even say Adwam, like, you see him, like, very humble man. It's just, I mean, he like has his banter and shit, but it's like, oh yeah, but for he's how incredibly nice, crazy good he is at the game, and how little like he talks about it. Just does his shit, just fucking amazing at the Inferno. Dude, like, I knew Adam for like a little while. I didn't know him too well back in 2018, the first year I went to Runefest. But like, we were talking the, last night, like you know, just chatting the shit and everything, and. Like, we all asked, like, you know, when's everyone leaving tomorrow? And he offered to give me a ride to the airport the next day. What a king. Like, man's, man's actually a king. <laughs> yeah, Even, like, Puggin's, like, incredibly nice. Like, I'm just going to start listing names of people that bother my head. But, like, every single yep. PVMer you can find on the platform right now, just, they're all genuinely nice people. Yep. They're smart. They're a bad apple out there. Fucking big brains, dude. It's like, they're, like, in super, super brainiacs. I'd even mm-hmm. consider you one of the, like the one of the best uh, PVMers, especially when it comes to, like TOB and stuff. When I see you do a TOB solo TOB, it's it's at that level where I see Exact doing the Inferno. I'm like, he's got this. I see you now doing solo TOB. I'm like, eh, he's got this. It's not even like it's like you used to. I would get pr- like if people are learning how to or, or if people are going for their first solo TOB. I'm on edge the entire time watching. I'm like, ooh, ooh. like I'm like stressing out almost. Like, you know, when you have a bad driver in the front seat and you're in the passenger and you're like pressing your feet down on the floor when you're like they're not braking fast enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I get that kind of pressure, but like when it's you, it's just like, eh, easy. Just I love watching people go for their first solo KC. I remember. Oh, that's another one I should should have mentioned as well. Mogul Kirby. Oh yeah. There is not a bad bone so, in that dude's body. So humble. So there is not a bad bone in that dude's body anywhere to be found. <laughs> I know. I watch him like, you're literally a saint, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of scary. He's like too nice sometimes. Yeah. It's like, nah, dude, you got to be angry, man. Be angry. <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's there's a lot. I'm Adicon, absolute beast. Yeah. But he's like stern as well. Like he'll tell people off and like tell people like what they're doing wrong instead of like, talking like you know a first grade teacher in like that kind of sense like yeah. being that kind of nice but like he's good at heart yeah now he he'll just tell you exactly what you need to do and how you need to do it yep. he'll be up front with you no, uh, i was gonna got... go like on a baby tangent like with kirby i remember like when he first got started on twitch it was like i don't know how many years ago like a year or two ago year and a half something like that and i was just ending my stream looking for someone to host one day and exact mentioned we'll go kirby and i go over to his stream he is wrapping up a solo phase three Zarpus. And he hasn't gotten to the KC yet, but he's wrapping up solo phase three Zarpus and he's got some good supplies in his inventory. And I look at the viewer count and it says two. 
I'm like, how Jesus. the fuck? This dude got two viewers right now, Soul and Theater of Blood. And I rated him, and I psyched him out, and he died P2 because he was really nervous, so I, like, felt bad. <laughs> but I, I just, like, found him. And, like, exact. Well, exact found him first, and then he directed me over to him. Because, like, he hosted him as well, like, a few days before. And I was like, yo, keep, keep at this. Like, this is good. Like, I like watching people, like, improve on stuff. Yeah, no, it's, it's really sad when it's, like, you see. Because, I mean, we both, like, went through it where it's, like, you know, you start off streaming, you're getting sub 10 viewers consistently. It's just like how it goes. But then I wasn't even talking about the viewers for him. I'm just like, yo, keep up with the solitude of blood. You got this. You're getting past Zarpus right now, like without too many issues. Keep up this shit. I just think of the exposure of these streamers. I'm like, damn, like you guys, I mean, they eventually get to that point if they keep it up, like just they're consistent mm-hmm. on stream. But it's like, yeah, like so many people just deserve so much more like exposure, in my opinion. Yeah, there's a few that I can name off the top of my head that I think should have more exposure than they currently do right now. And there's some I think that should have less, but that entire category <laughs> for who I think should have less is basically those with exclamation mark debt in their command. <laughs> but, I mean, who am I to judge? Yeah. Whatever entertains the masses, man. We live in a... We live in a certain world where just loud is better, and I've I've started to learn that myself. Just be loud, man. We yeah. live in a society. <laughs> yeah, no, like for real though. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of beasts, and I would never take anything away from Wooks, but like, I would have to give like mechanically gifted PVMer to Wooks or uh, to Exact. But I would give the like pioneer and just like overall, I would still crown it to Wooks. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, while Exact did, like, you know, Pioneer the 40 Combat Inferno, don't think that really interests Wooks going for, like, lowest Combat Inferno. I would have liked to see him compete with Exact for, like, you know, being the first to clear 40 Combat. That would have been really entertaining to see. Yeah. Now, that's what I, I almost feel like Exact has way more drive to do things like that. Where it's like, yeah. I can't even see Wooks putting in that much time to, like, you know. Mm-hmm. I, it was really exciting. Remember when, like, Rendy and an exact we're going for the three combat and you saw like a wooks all like somebody on reddit posted like wooks was trying it or something like oh yeah, that, shit dude, that space race was so entertaining for the few months that it oh, went on it was so the space cool. race to the level three cape yeah that was awesome it was like exact came out of the blue and just got like a 16 and it kept getting lower and lower i'm like what the fuck dude i saw one of the names for those accounts was called pastry i was like he's using the freaking tree meme for new accounts now i love it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just like, I don't know. I love the absolute just game-changing way. Like, just people inventing new ways to, like, uh, what's the word? I'm not inventing, just... To beat challenges? Yeah, just... To overcome challenges? Yeah, literally just doing the impossible. I like seeing stuff like that. Just, like, just something new, something fresh, something interesting. I like just new things being discovered about the game that maybe we didn't first realize at surface. But then you dig a little deeper and you start finding things that you didn't even know were possible. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And uh, I'm hoping that in the next couple of years we get like some... I really want some... I want some insane... Like I want Raids 3 to truly be team-based where it's like... I, like, I love solo content, don't get me wrong. Like, absolutely love it. I prefer it. 
but like mm-hmm. I want something where it's like you need super coordinated team, very very talented team to like you know be able to pull this off and like I don't know. I just I want things to be more team based where it's like you get legends together, you know, and they can like I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but just like I really am hoping that team that, that Rage 3 is like very team based and it takes a lot a lot of teamwork and I want things to not tr- like I like it when things are soloable in a way, but at the same time, I, I love it when it's like you are relying on your team to help you like in certain mm-hmm. scenarios, which we haven't really ever seen. I don't think where it's like true reliance. Yeah. I feel like something that should exist for race three. I honestly don't want it to be soloable. It so in be. order to start it, you need to have a specific amount of party members. And instead of just like, you know, starting with an alt and having the alt leave or resupply or something, they're going to have to actively do something. Yeah. throughout the raid um I, I guess like mini tangent i'm not too big a fan of altscape i don't think it's really something that should exist in a way like whether it be for mains or irons because it's for mains it's quite literally everyone has a pack yak yeah. or has a steel titan or multiple of them at all times nope i feel like i can agree with you more than anyone else that mm-hmm. and people love it and I don't deny it. I don't want to take away people's fun. And I feel like you and me both, like, we would hate to take away people's, like, when people truly enjoy something, enjoy doing a certain method with an alt. That's, I don't personally, but it's like, I don't want to take away people's, like, so it's like, a, it's like hard to really say what to do about it. Yeah. I think just from a management portion, it's easier to allow it. Where if you disallow it, then you'd have to investigate people breaking rules yep. of like, you know, using alt accounts for things. It would just create another mess. Yep. So we're just going to have to accept it for what it is right now. Yeah. And we're, we might be seeing a shift in the near future with at least Iron Man integrity with alts. We'll see. I know some of the J mods are starting to think about it. So I'd rather have something happen because it's starting to get a little disgusting now. And it's only going to keep getting more and more crazy. But, like, mm-hmm. there are people in the community that love it. And, I, again, it's like me loving being able to tick manipulate stuff. If people were so against it and they started, like, trying to get rid of all tick manipulation, it's just like, why? Like, stop. So mm-hmm. I truly do understand where these people are coming from that don't want it. But I'm just... I don't know. I just like the thing is, tick manipulation is higher effort for more reward. Alting, in a lot of cases, it's less effort for more reward. Yep. No. I also, just compare it to like a Slayer task, like Dust Devils. You have two dancing alts yep. stacking them. You have a friend who's like you know tagging them if you so desire, and it gets you faster Slayer experience for an hour for literally no effort. You put yourself on auto retaliate and let your character do the rest. Yeah. No. I and I I've seen that argument i try to use it and then they'll go back well we made that account like you take all the time you to make an account like that you know and then it comes back to that argument and it's like i understand you, you made that account you can dance with a level three in the Karen catacombs and have nothing hit you on the way there yep. except like a hill giant or something yeah it's just a very tough like whole thing i don't know what the perfect you know mm-hmm. perfect way to get to i don't know it's kind of like it's been around for this long that but then again you've also got void that had always been 20 percent for range for over a decade yep and that got nerfed you had serp that was the way it was for a few years and then it got nerfed and then it got buffed so they can always make changes i mean it's jagged yeah, i never feel like it's I, the company i never feel like it's too late for anything yeah 
and yeah i have my own i've already talked about in so many different things about certain things i would love to get just get rid of or change and i never think it's too late well i see one question here that i have to answer it's from my boy whale it's like thoughts on rolling and being flat so are you aware of this meme i have no i literally passed it because i had no idea what i was looking at all right uh there's a better twitch tv mode called muted isle steamroll okay i know that emote what's the meme um it's just like an ongoing meme where people just like use the emote in whale stream and he tells people to stop rolling, like no rolling allowed. And then obviously like, you know how Twitch culture works. They keep spamming it even more and more. Yep. And every time I raid him, I always have like the same kind of raid message. It's like, you know, roll out rolling raid too flat to raid. And it just gets his chat spammed with all of these muted dials rolling. He's like, go on. Thanks for the raid. But, uh, why the fuck is everyone rolling? Can everyone please stop rolling? This is not a rolling stream. And it just kind of festered into what it is. And now more people are starting to add the emote because it looks kind of funny. It's just a muted aisle being flattened. And honestly, there's some times where I want to take a steamroll and just flatten muted aisle. And have a really bad room where it eats six brews of mine in a normal raid. Shout out uh, Whale, by the way. I forgot he was another guy that got partnered recently, like a month ago or so. Yeah. And then he changed the name to Whale instead of it being Whale Steamroll Tail first. Wait, what? Changed. Is his name yeah, just changed Whale now? Name. When was that? Yep. Uh, not too long after he got partnered. I think he's always wanted to change it to something more clean like that. Yeah. It's just Whale. Yep. Just Damn, whale. that's sick. Mm-hmm. That's sick. But at the same time, I missed the old Whale. Yeah. Nah, I, I like the new Whale. New and improved. Hot take. Very <laughs> hot take. <laughs> well, um... Do you have any other things that you'd like to add? Because uh, we've covered all the topics in the well, for the most part, things that I deemed worthy. Um, I'll just like the troll questions really quick. I, oh, that was one of them. Um, you see, brain prayer versus piety. So you're aware of this meme at all? I just am assuming if it's the same with me, where I can pray rigor accidentally, misclick rigor, and I guarantee hit my dragon warrior hammer spec. Yeah, it's it's kind of that, but I took it a step further and decided to test 100 tectons with brain prayer and 100 tectons with oh piety. God, what the M variant. The brain prayer was more accurate. It no, landed more. No fucking I'm dead. Way. I'm dead serious. Jesus Christ, dude. I based it off of first bet because it's, it's increased chances even if it misses the first time around because it reduces it by 5%. So I always base it off the first spec that went into it. Okay. I recorded the second as well. But even then, like first specs, brain prayer landed. The sheet is like on my old computer because I like I tracked all of it on Notepad. But I remember brain prayer landed nine more than piety did on Damn. first spec. I'm like, what the hell? Granted, it's a small sample size, yeah, hundred of each. Yeah, like yeah. still, nah, like that, that's that's quite some variance. It, it was just funny. a huge meme that started, and then everybody started trying to convince other streamers that piety was bugged with special attacks and didn't <laughs> include accuracy into its calculation. But it worked with, like, you know, all the brain prayers. So 15% was the meta to use. 5% if you're feeling spicy, just to prove a point. And I used a 5% one, and it, it did nine more than piety. <laughs> so. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Like I said, I, at that point, I felt like I was either onto something or I was, like, being Charlie from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, you know, having this, like, you know, plan on the board and looking like a maniac, pointing at it with all yeah. these lines and everything. I, I was either one of the two. And I, honestly, at this point, I'm starting to feel more like Charlie. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah it, it was a really funny meme, and it's still relevant today. 
I, I always swear though, whenever I miss piety, whenever I just miss flick it or don't even hit a prayer, I always will hit a spec. Yeah. It's like a guarantee. It's, mm-hmm. it's the rule of RuneScape. If it doesn't have to make sense, it just has to work. Uh, hold on. There's like a few others. I remember there was like two more legitimate questions. Go ahead. And one of them might have been discovered in others. Um, what, uh, one from Aiden Mate. Love to hear his opinion on what should the next endgame content focus on, how he discovers a lot of the current metas. Um, yeah, I did discuss like what I think the next endgame content should be. It should be either Gobbler's Dungeon expansion with the Ice Door or is that, Race so, 3 or both. Is that just like... Because um, I'd, I'd never played RS3. Like... Is that... that Ice Door would bring you to next. It was the Zaros region. Okay. And you think that would be good? Like, I literally don't know anything about it at all. I've heard I of I wouldn't next. say, like, a carbon copy of the next fight and the rewards, but just some expansion on it. Okay. It would be nice instead of this uncompleted door that's just been there yeah. since his introduction. That's fair. Would and you then, want that after Raids 3? At this point, yeah. At this point, 100% yes. What does it give? Like, what does, like, next and stuff give? It gave Torva Arma, Vertus. What, what kind of armor is that? Uh, Torva would increase your max HP, and it was incredibly tanky. Think of like tanky, like just this year, but it also increased your max HP from back in the day. It scaled at like you know multiples of ten. Oh yeah. So if you had ninety nine HP, you had nine ninety ninety nine. Con- if you had ninety nine Constitution, they called it, you would have nine hundred ninety HP. And I think with full Torva, your max HP would increase to one thousand four hundred or something in that neck of the woods. Wow. So it wouldn't be yeah. used for PvP though, right? Or it was used for PvP. People would like PK with it, like cheesy builds with full Torva Jesus. and a divine, and that guy was unkillable. Would it be so that wouldn't be good for old old school? Probably not. Probably not. Maybe it was toned down a bit, maybe, but I get somebody with more experience like Shawnee on that case. Yeah. Interesting. But there was that. There was Virtus and Pernix. Pernix was like the upgrade to Armadillo, and Virtus was kind of like Ancestor Robes. So I don't think they gave max hit. But they all gave max HP in some way. Interesting. And then did yeah. Bandos and Armadillo and uh, stuff stay the same? They ended up getting new stuff later down the line. Because I know Zamorak got Subjugation Robes. I wasn't around for that release. But I know it got that. Armadillo got something. Bandos, I think, got something interesting do you think with new weapons that come out it's going to just make god wars because like we've been talking about this we're like new armor new weapons and stuff just make old bosses just child's play where it's just like you don't even need to flick anymore like bandos just becomes go in there kill it instantly move on like i mean it's already kind of like that yeah zamorak you can just go in with full justiciar and ellie and an arc light, and just pre-mage the whole time. Yep, that's what I'm so talking about. And when things get trivialized that way, and when things get even more, do you think that's good, or do you think like, do you, like, do you think it's just fine, like it's inevitable, but future bosses will come out that are just going to be tougher, or what? It is inevitable. I mean, look at Dagonoth Kings with all the stuff we have right now compared to how it used to be upon release. So easy. Dagonoth yeah. is literally like killing mole. Yeah, it's already been happening, and that's fine. That's just progression of the game. If you do it in lesser gear because you're not like you know rich enough or like high total level enough to do that kind of thing, then it's gonna still have that challenge to it, as it did when the game was originally released. But once you get that gear and items, and yeah, you're absolutely gonna do better against that boss. How power creep works. Yeah, I guess it's inevitable. I just I love the, you know, higher skill. I I don't know. It's just like 
it's just tough because it's sad to see when things like you know Latius prayer flicking against Bandos for 300 room KC, you know, where it's like, wow, like this is impressive. But it gets to the point where people can just do that mm-hmm. with just better gear and never have to put in any effort. It's like kind of sad yeah. in a way, but. That's another PVM that's too nice for his own good. I, yeah, I we forgot about Latius. Li- I didn't forget about any of them. There's literally just too many to mention. I'd be yeah, stuck here no, listing what... names for like 30 minutes straight. <laughs> yeah. No, Latius and... is an absolute beast. Like a yeah. literal beast. He's like, he's on like Lake's level as well. Like Lake is more, like he plays more. But Latius, mm-hmm. like I just see him as just, you see him playing and you're like, you're just confident he's fine. Mm-hmm. And he's incredibly good at what he does. Yeah, no, even I remember Hauke back in the day, like him doing solo raids and him flicking Zami. Him flicking Zami, this is before I even knew how to fucking do any God Wars. It was mind-boggling to see it. It was just crazy cool to see. And, like, yeah, I don't know. He's one of them as well, just very humble guy. Can I make a dirty confession? Go ahead. I'm still in awe when I see people perf like a God Wars dungeon because I still have not learned how to do it in 2021. With all that I've done, I still cannot pray flick God Wars. It is so <laughs> satisfying. And, dude, it would be so easy for you to learn. I kid you not. You could learn it in, like, two hours and be proficient. And then the tick eating, adding on tick eating, takes another couple hours to get, like, the mm-hmm. muscle memory down. Dude, kid you not. You should literally just go there with full band. Just tank stuff and just learn it. Because it is so addicting. It's so fun, man. It's just so fun and so simple. And, like, with, with combat achievements coming out, might as well. And there's already, like, no issue with, like, worlds right now, I don't think. At yeah, there irons. is. At least for <laughs> irons, there isn't. There is for me right now. Oh, no, you're talking about, like, actually getting a Bandos world? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're talking about world stability, no, uh-uh. <laughs> no, they ain't stable right now. Oh, yeah, no. The, been, oh, yeah, the worlds are shit, but, like, just getting an available world, I think it's a lot easier now. Yeah, they ain't been stable since Trailblazer release. That's so bad, dude. Like, yeah, the the random five second lags, legit five seconds of just nothing, just everything freezes. Yeah, what the fuck is happening? Does that US world are really bad too? Is that related to those like dupe rumors? People like duping gold? No, the the world freezing has been happening forever. That's not related to dupes. That's just the server like catching up with itself. So bad. In order to do that, it has to stall the entire game for like you know one to two seconds or something. Four sixteen is really bad. And three sixty three, when you challenged me to do a soul in that world, holy <laughs> crap, it was dude. so bad, dude. It was awful. And I was like, how the hell are you on Zarpus right now? Like, how I, the fuck did you I get past wished- Sodasek? I wish I had that clip of Sodatseg. It got deleted because it had a copyrighted <laughs> song during like the time. Waiting the like four out, seconds and like having And I'm not moving. It. So I'm like, okay, I just have to wait for auto attacks. I can still take it. The ball disappears. The world's still not moving. And then it auto attacks like 10 seconds later. The ball so has already absorbed in you. And you just have yep. to like wait for the timing. Yeah. So but I know the that. timing's just associated with his animation. So as soon as I saw him attack again, I just clicked it. And then you hear the sound effect of the ball landing. It's like everyone's like, "Whoa, man! No way! How do you do that?" Yeah, now that Zarpus is a brick wall. Like if that happened at the wrong time, I literally could not know what part of the cycle I was in anymore. It and was that cost me the room. It was rough to watch that. I'm surprised you even got that far. If I got the Verzik, I would have lost there. If that happened, it's guaranteed death. Oh yeah, because there's there's no way for me to like figure out when the ball's going to land on me. You just have to so guess. Like there is. Yeah. Yeah, I was 
the world can get really, really bad. Mm-hmm. That would be it. Just imagine, imagine a world where RuneScape doesn't have any server issues. Just every world's perfect. Like, can you just imagine that? How beautiful the game would be. I'm talking about perfect world here, man. That ain't happening. But it would be really nice. Even the good worlds that used to be great, like three five six and three seven four, were always amazing. Three seven four has gotten a little bit better. It doesn't have that lagging anymore if the world if the population is down. But they got really bad a couple weeks ago. And it's just like, dude, look how you butchered my babies, you know? Like, don't do that. These are my yeah, worlds. I don't use US Worlds. I use the UK. They don't have server freezes typically, but ever since Trailblazer, the 500 block, like 505 to 525, yeah. they've been happening pretty regularly. Even 365, the world that was supposed to be impervious to everything, is getting all sorts of flutters and delays. I always hated 365. Everyone loved it because it never had those lags, but I it's always too laggy for me. Just like, just ping-wise. I'm used to 80 ping. Like once you get used to it, it's really, really nice. I'm actually, a nice flow to it. Yeah, like I'm like used to like 50, 60 ping because I play on West Coast worlds most of the time when I'm technically like I was East Coast. Now I'm like Central, but it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, it's got that flow to it. Like you say, it's like you just got that slight little lag, but it's like nice because you're used to it. And there's no like random differing where it just like randomly speeds up and slows down. Dude, I, I try to play on U.S. Worlds and everything falls apart. Like everything doesn't happen. I can't one tick perf look anymore. Like, yeah, it just turns your prayers turn off randomly. randomly. It happens at nightmare yeah. all the time because because I am actually like the worlds are so bad, so packed that I have to choose like the shittiest worlds, and my prayers just keep turning off and on. Like, dude, I'm flicking perfectly right now, and you can hear mm-hmm. you can hear the little prayer sound just do 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 do. It's like, dude, like, stay stable. Like, god damn it. It's like dude, watching your one... cannon. It's watching your cannon where it just does, like, two rotations, with, like, instantly, and then, like, goes, like, slows down again. Dude, the best is when a freeze goes off and you don't initially realize it, and you're, like, still clicking the orb, and then you hear the sound effect of four one-tick flicks go off at the same time, and then your headset <laughs> breaks, <laughs> and then the sound oh, barrier gets broken. It's bad. Mm-hmm. I really wish they'd... I, that's, like, the biggest thing. Like, if, if they could update the servers, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I'll go to like the second part of this question, how I discover a lot of current metas. Um, I don't really think I've discovered that many metas. I discovered like interesting things. But if I want to like learn something about a boss, like I'll just like watch something back and observe quite literally everything that's going on. Like one thing I can say that me and Exact discovered together a while ago, and it wasn't directly us that discovered it, was the green bomb from Verzik. You can essentially negate that damage with the locator orb or rock cake and redemption. Oh yeah. And we didn't know that could have been done until we were watching Letulainen do a stream a while back. What was that, dude? Still I... did stream. Oh, God. And he was using Darox on Verzik phase three and he's the only one left alive and has barely any supplies left in his inventory. And a green bomb's coming at him with the tornado out. So he steps in the tornado at the same time as the green bomb landing when he had I think it was sixteen HP. And we see two hit spots of damage, an eight and an eight. And Redemption goes off and he lives. And we're just both, like, mind-blown. Like, wait, what? <laughs> and that's when me and Exact, like, got to work. We queued up for a duo with each other. It took us three tries to get to Verza because we were trolling Nihilicus really hard, just, like, having fun, just memeing with each other. But we got to Verzik. We had a full inventory of supplies. We took basically solo gear, so no range switches, no, not really any mage switches, just a full inventory of food and prayer and Ellie's. 
just so we could tank long enough. We got it down to like 22%. And from that point on, it was just us running around the room, waiting for green bombs to come out to test the timing to see how we could like get it off. We tried it with Divines, Rock Cake, Zami Brews, even Phoenix Necklaces with anything that can damage you and found out that it would work so long as you timed it correctly. What was what was the thing uh, the thing Pink Clay did where he ran around the perimeter of Inferno and did that same like Phoenix Necklace shit? Is that uh, the same Phoenix thing? Necklace. Kind of, but not really. Because for the Green Bomb, it's tick perfect. You have one interval to land it, and if you're wrong in either direction, you die. And with Zuck's attack... If you know how Phoenix Necklaces work, it nulls all of the damage that is being queued onto you and hasn't landed yet on that tick. And the same reason it works for Rope Skip as well, because of like how it's considered when you're stuck in a stall of crossing the rope, where it's going to negate everything else, but it's activated and giving you that HP, but since everything else is stu- still queued up to hit you, it gets negated. So it'll activate the Phoenix... He activates it with like a Zamorak Brew or Divine or something because you can drink consumables that damage you while being attacked, but you can't activate a Locator Orb or eat a Rock Cake when you're targeted for an attack. Okay. And if you want to see for yourself, go to Nightmare Zone and turn on anything that's got like Ranger Magic, like Nekazet or whatever his name is, or a Grithnar. Yeah. Like that other guy. If you're being targeted for a magic attack, you can't activate your Rock Cake. And some people just think they're lagging. No, you just can't use it. Interesting. Didn't know that. But. Yeah, he just activated it. activates the Phoenix Necklace while Zook has already declared his attack, and it's negated the damage completely. So that's just something cool you can do with Phoenix Necklaces. That's why they're really good in PvP and clans and scenarios. Yeah, so you, now that I'm thinking all the negated damage on that tick. Just... Yeah, if you ever see wars between people in multi and stuff, they wear oh, Phoenix yeah. Necklaces and tank gear. To keep it on the whole time, let's say eight ballistas being shot at the same time or around the same time. <laughs> yeah. One activates the Phoenix necklace and negates all the others. That's crazy cool. Like yep. PvPers fucking hate them. Like like actual PKers that are out in the wilderness trying to like hunt like a black chin uh hunter. They hate it when they use Phoenix necklaces. I've seen some strains where people are trying to claw them out real quick. Mm-hmm. And they proc like, God damn it. Like yep. they're so busted. They're so good. I love it though. I love, I always, I like it when there's items that actually, you know, defend against the the prey of the predator out in the wilderness. The other thing I want is a a new spell called Melt. I've already talked about it, but there's Ooh, Ice Barrage. Tell me, but tell me. There's, a, there's an Ice Barrage spell, but why isn't there a Melt spell? When you're Ice Barraged and you're frozen, why can't there be a spell where you can melt yourself, you know? <laughs> like literally, it, it it could be balanced around like you still need to be frozen for a little bit, but you could use it, you know, and it could be unsuccessful, but it's like, why isn't there a way to get unfrozen? You know, like, why isn't there a spell for that? There is. It's on a normal spell book. It's called superheat item, but only works on ores. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what you can also do? There's a way you can uh, click the enchant spell when you don't, when you can't actually enchant anything and you can use it on an object and you can actually move while you're frozen. I don't know if they patched it already, but like if you get frozen, you can like click the enchant, like level one enchant when there's no actual thing. You click it and then you click an object and your dude runs toward it. Um, it like you need to be within a certain like radius though, of, like that. Oh, I'm testing it on the Sears course right now. I'm going to try and cast it on uh, this signpost. No, my, my character just looks at it. So they might have patched it, but how, how far are you away from it? 
Uh, I tested it from like max distance, like after I jumped that uh, that ledge, and then I moved a bit closer, and then tried it again a couple times. Try like three tiles away from an object and use it. All right, let's like, see. Let me get back to it because it's finishing another lap. Because they might have done something about it because it's been out for a while now. But like, um, I use it at nightmare, where I was trapped by husks, where you you cannot move until the husks are mm -hmm. dead. And I I clicked the the door like the like the barrier to entering nightmare. I clicked it, like, and I just moved over there, but I still couldn't move. Like, even though I was out of the husks, like, range, I was still stuck, and so I had to fucking mage them. But, yeah, it's kind of... I'm trying uh, from, like, one tile away. I'm going to try it right now, actually. Two tiles away, and nothing. Let me try with, like, the uh, the gap to jump. It worked right there for me, at least. Wait, you moved? Yeah, like, I'm I'm clicking the, en the enchant thing, and I cl I'm clicking this minecart right now, and I'm moving. But I'm two tiles away, actually. That's it. I'm two tiles away, not three. Oh, I see how it works. Maybe you didn't have line of sight on it at first. Because I just tried it on the grave marker at the end of the course, and there's a yew tree in my way. So it moves you until you get line of sight of something. It's so... It's really strange. Force and CD, dude. It's really strange. I was even trying to use it at Serachnus. I was trying to get away where you get stuck in the web at Serachnus, and they've removed the... Um, they removed how you can like you know use a mind shield against the null, and I tried to like use it again, use that spell against objects and get closer to Seracnus so I could start swiping at it again because I'd have to do like two of them, but like it doesn't work out. Hang on, I'm gonna share this. I know you're not gonna edit it and put it into the video, but you at home try this. At the end of the Sears Village course, there is like you know this organ inside the church. I have the doors closed right now, and I'm gonna try casting level one enchant on the organ, and we're off. Yep kind of shit i'm talking about it's like there's ways like you can literally click on objects like when you're frozen in the wilderness you get frozen you can like use that spell against like a tree out in the wilderness you can move toward it so i wonder if i wonder if there's something crazy like that where you move a insane distance while you're still frozen like who knows you know that's something else right there yeah that's uh there's been people like i'm in uh like a discord summit if those that haven't heard of it, it's just basically like the five heads of <laughs> like the five heads and like they talk about the, the, just the craziest game mechanics and they go like super in depth and they test all this shit and it's like that's where i saw it initially i was like what the fuck am i looking at you're literally frozen you're moving but uh yeah that's wild though i did not know about that there's a lot of crazy things. Like, the craziest shit, the craziest thing I ever saw was, you know how there's like a certain path where you click? So there's a cow pen in Lumbridge, and I can't remember who it was. I think it was like GE Challenge or something. And what he would do is he'd have an alt right next to the gate, ready to close the gate on somebody. So you would go, so your dude would be line of sighted to enter right into the cow field. But there's two exits. So there's two gates. So what happened was he tried to run inside, and on the tick he was about to get inside of the cow pen, his alt closed the gate, and his player instead of like instead of like rerouting to the other gate around side, he just stood there for like five seconds and then instantly teleported inside of the place. It was like it was like he it was like the animation just didn't even show of him running around the gate. He just instantly teleported inside. It was fucking I weird. Look at that. 
that's some weird shit. Yeah, I don't know if it was patched or not, but like I remember seeing them like, what the fuck is happening to this game? Like, because like you see it just breaking apart, like you know, like how the game works, and it's just crazy to see. But uh, yeah. All right, I got one last question that okay. uh, that was at the bottom here from Maiden's Rag. It says, "Talk about cheat clients and how they devalued world records, or even going for them if you choose not to play on cheat clients." And it's, I guess, directed to Subtob, Nightmare, Inferno, all the higher-end stuff that's being speedrun, even Cox as well. It 100% devalues it, like, by far. Like, even for Solo Top, the world record is set with client, even second place is set with client, and I'm in third and using no client, and I cannot compete with those times as a human being. Yep. Even for, like, Inferno, for Adicon to be in top 10 without using any sort of, like, you know, clienting help, which... It basically just boils down to the low RAM feature where, you know, monsters despawn. He doesn't feel like ripping a RAM stick out of his computer to do that or use yeah. the client. So he's stuck with seeing the dead husks of all of the other old rats that spawn in the middle and he still got sub 50. So what can be done about it? About like clients and overlays and stuff? Yeah. Nothing. It's on Jagex's end. They can't detect overlays. Like there's, I don't think there's any reasonable like way that they can detect an overlay. So when it's you... just information being being displayed, it's not removing like entities or like you know entry swapping like a right click or a left click or something yeah. like that. And even then, some of those are allowed. So do you? Th- so do you think like um, people that want to be competitive just have to use those clients? Pretty basically? much, yeah. You and, have to. And it's just kind of like that's now the path you've chosen. That if you want to be a competitive speedrunner, you just gotta do it, even though it might not be against the rules. Yeah, unless you want to go for, like, you know, client list percent or rune light percent, but that's not really a category. I mean, you can do it just for yourself. At the end of the day, you're just yeah. playing this game for yourself anyway. But pretty much all of first place, I believe, is set with clients for Tob and Inferno. I think Nightmare as well. But Nightmare, I don't really see a client really adding too much to it compared to how much it adds to Inferno and yeah. Tob. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ones for Tob, though, like, there's some wild shit out there. There's some wild, wild shit. Yeah, I kind of just, I don't know. I just wonder because, like, yeah, we play the game for ourselves at the end of the day, but it's, like, the same time, you want things to be fair where you can actually compete without just having to, I don't know. It's the same thing with the Iron Man ulting. I don't want to get into it in this one because it doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't really matter, but it's, like, you know, people yeah. say, oh, just play for, like, you know, if you don't want to use an alt, don't use an alt. But it's like, it gets to the point where it's like, you have to use an alt or you're going to lose 700 hours doing corp, yeah. you know? It's just like, and then it gets to that point where everyone has to use an alt now or else you're not being efficient. And then, like, what was the point of having a solo game mode in the first place? Yeah. That's like the, re- well, the client reasons why I gave up on solo speedrunning or just speedrunning in general because yeah. my goal is not really obtainable or reasonable to go for at all. Yeah. Because like I've already got it for myself. I've got the fastest time that I think I can get, if not very close to it, as a human being. So, as far as I'm concerned, I'm done. But like, yeah, it just kind of sets up like a new barrier as well. Yeah. Like if you're willing to like cheat, I don't yeah. know. But that's like a compl- that's something for Jax to handle, not yeah. me, not yeah, my we'll, job. We'll have to see what happens with combat achievements, what their stances are, what they take, because going to be things that are going to be tougher than just completing the inferno once so mm-hmm. but um 
yeah, I guess if that's all the uh, topics we got through, um, I've asked my little questions, my things. So, um, yeah, uh, it's been a pleasure, a cold one. Before that, I've got a few for you, if you don't mind. Go ahead. So when you finally get this mace, what's next? I'm going to tell you what's next. In fact, I think I've been basing all of my future off of incorrect calculations because Tenhow, shout out Tenhow, he did mm-hmm. some calcs and it looks like I'm going to have to do about 10,000 elite clues to actually complete the elite clue log. So you're actually going to go for that? So I am going to complete, that is my goal, complete the elite clue log immediately after getting a mace, which is the fastest possible way at this moment in time for an Iron Man is to kill Seracnus. Yeah, because using the scythe ain't that good. Blood runes are a, yeah. are a thing. Yeah, no, it's bad. Like, the the other thing with, like, a scythe, if I use it, I have to do 4,000, more than that now, with the, you know, potentially 600,000 Seracnus I have to kill, 550. I would have to literally do, like, 7,000 TOBs just to fund the vials of blood that I'd use with a scythe. Oh, my God. Actually? Yeah. I literally would have to do that many with... This is, like... Be, this was like an initially like a three-year grind it's turning into like a five-year grind of like six to seven hours efficiently of killing seracnus every single day like it's a crazy goal like it it seems simple to just do like you know six thousand now seven thousand potentially ten thousand elite clues but it's like there's so much time to it it's like ridiculous <clears throat> and a mace just makes it so much more simple if i just get it but I don't hear you bitching about a serious buff to elite clues to make them easier for Iron Man. You chose to limit yourself. I don't. I don't want a it. buff. Like I, I want them to buff the rate of third age to make it in line with how hards and masters work. Because right now elites are just fucked. It's like mm-hmm. it's basically one in six thousand for a third age, where hards are basically one in three thousand for a third age. Yeah, I never understood that. So why dumb. it's harder to hit thir- just third age in general. I understand it being hard to hit a sword or whatever else yeah. is unique to elite clues. But to hit just third age in general it's from so an elite, dumb. so so dumb. And I feel like they will fix it after I'm already like halfway through my grind. It's like, god damn it! Like now yeah. you're fixing it. So there were some issues there, but it's like, I don't know. I just whatever. The game's gonna get updated. Things are gonna get devalued. I don't think third age is gonna be touched though. That's like a sacred thing. It's not like a needed item or best in slot or anything. Yeah. Now we'll or even see. like a niche best in slot. I it's would just pref- purely cosmetic. I would prefer it to be updated now, but if it like that's my selfish reason just do it before i start on it but like the same time if they were to just vow to never touch it i'd be fine with it but i'm just scared i'm gonna finish it and then they're gonna touch it so we'll see but um yeah that's my goals and uh you know i it's not like that's all i'll be doing like i still love the game as a whole for what it is and i love progressing my account in every way but like that is going to be the main focus yeah, personally, I love Clue Scroll kind of stuff. It's so they're... exciting. It's like, it's so untouched, too, especially for Iron Man going for, like, third age. It's just, nobody does it. They're just unique in its own way. It's treasure hunting. You literally don't know what you're going to get. It's a gigantic table of things to hit. Yep. It's fun. I love it. it keeps mm-hmm. everything fresh. Yeah, and they're a nice little distraction if you just do one to slay your task or something. Yeah, no, they're not. I really hope they never add stackable clues every single league that comes out it gets more and more popular on reddit to give stackable clues just keep stacking them like don't please don't <laughs> please don't do I'm, that I'm, I'm happy i didn't touch reddit once this uh cast and i'll leave it alone completely Good. i think you know my thoughts on that place that's healthy yeah 
Well, um, I guess we'll uh, top it off here. Um, it was a pleasure, as I said. Uh, I'm going to get your links in the description. So Twitch and Twitter. Is there any other links you'd like me to put in? There's YouTube, but I upload like once a month or once every three months. Very rarely. I don't really do stuff on there. Okay. Do you want me to link it anyway? Just so people can sub so then they see an upload? Yeah, what the hell? Why not? Yeah, we'll put it up there as well. So be sure, guys, click on his links. Give him a follow. He's on Twitch a lot, and he going to want to see when combat achievements comes out i promise you he's going to be doing a lot of content around there so especially versus theater of blood things and inferno so go check him out and uh yeah next say cast it will be next tuesday i'm not even actually sure who the guest is yet i got some few i got a few suggestions from people but we'll see what happens but it's gonna still be planned for this tuesday got to talk to some people and yeah thank you very much a cold one Thank you so much. Thank for you for having on. me, man. It's been a pleasure. And everybody, enjoy your day and keep on the grind. That's my new motto. Just came up with it, but probably okay. Now it's not my motto, but peace out, guys. It's it's, it's your motto now. <laughs> keep it. Keep up the grind, guys. Peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.